Well, Blanc. Yes. Uh, Mr. Blanc is a private investigator of great renown. Wait a minute. I read a tweet about a New Yorker article about you. The last of the gentleman sleuths? You solved that case with the tennis champ? <laughs> You're famous. <laughs> As always, I'm Lindsay Wilkins. And this week, I don't think I have been in my element with a double like this for so long. And I am so excited. I am going to nerd out way, way too much. So I hope my guest is prepared. But we are going to be doing a alcohol-filled murder mystery, no more drama, family drama, double. It is, I always forget the director for the first one, W.S. Van Dyke for The Incredible 1934 Thin Man. Yeah, it's time to get some um, William Powell and Myrna Loy up in, up in this uh, joint. And Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. So much drama with people not wanting drama in this movies. I, I absolutely love it. And here with me is the perfect person to talk about these both these movies. Big fan of both because these movies are absolutely perfect. And I have been looking forward to talking to the co-host of Movies for Life for quite a while again. And that is Michelle Egan. Hey, how's it going? I am fantastic, and I'm so happy to be back here with you, especially for these movies, too, man. I'm excited. Oh, my God. They are, um, yeah, because I kind of sort of pitched vaguely The Thin Man because I saw that you were just, like, going, Myrna Loy is a joy. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, she is, and we need to talk about her more often because uh, I do think she gets a little uh, sidelined by William Powell's amazingness. So it is, so I am really, really happy to, um talk about these with you but more importantly how is movies for life for going I, as i said i listen to this after i usually have a bad day at the store i don't like working at so um it's always Aww. a joy to listen to so oh we're doing doing good having mm-hmm. fun still uh we got some pairings that um ones that we've already recorded not been, i'm not sure when this one exactly is coming out we're, we're kind of like a month ahead finally again so i don't want to like <laughs> tease anything it'll maybe too early keep the keep the suspense you know but um some really good episodes we have in the bank and um even more great ones coming up this year i'm i'm really happy with the pairings that we've come up with um for the rest of the year and i think people will enjoy our conversations on them because we always seem to have a lot of fun talking to each other about movies no it is a lot of fun i know brian did let it slip that you're doing a beavis and butthead with something which i am <laughs> yeah so excited about because i am just i was just like yeah that trailer is gonna that double is gonna be so good because <laughs> it's just gonna be quoting one movie quoting the other movie and then <laughs> yeah i was sort of saying I used to quote well it was, he already said it was um 
deliverance but there was a, a quote I would always quote from it without having seen it so a friend sat me down and showed me it and um I was not impressed <laughs> I was traumatized <laughs> Squeal like great a pig. movie yeah it's a great movie but I did not know what squeal like a pig meant and then I do now do yeah. and now I'm like, oh poor Ned Beatty that you did not deserve any of that <laughs> fantastic um, movie we have a fun conversation about that one and then the be beavis really and butthead is just we're, we're just like imitating them and laughing i hope that part of the episode isn't too like annoying to listen to because we're just being dorks but i'm still having fun of course no it's the only way you can really talk about that movie i mean it, it's know. a fantastic movie and um <laughs> Yeah, you just have to kind of go with it. Um, and how do you not quote Beavis and Butthead? I mean, really. <laughs> That's pretty much what the whole that whole part of the episode is. Yeah. It's just us quoting and trying to imitate them both. <laughs> <laughs> so it's such an easy movie to quote. It is oh my god. Um, but no, as usual, you're doing amazing, amazing work. And um yeah, you do. Yeah, well, thank you. But yeah, so I always look forward to sort of like I love double feature shows, obviously, for that reason, because I'm like, what are they going to pick? And it's always a delight, um, <laughs> especially the shaggier ones, since my doubles tend to be kind of shaggy. <laughs> um, just like, oh, yeah. Um, but we are going to be getting into a Sublime double. Like, I am yeah. just so excited just to get into this. Um, but the curtains are opening. I hope everyone's got their cocktail ready because, you, or even if it's a mocktail, because you're going to want to drink something while watching <laughs> this movie and it is of course the thin man michelle what is going to be your first trailer okay as i said before with your show what i like to do is kind of show the trailers where you're you don't really know what movie you're going to be watching yeah so it's kind of like trying to give little hints as to what movie it is and the first one i picked um will not give it away at all but it was something i the little thread I came up with, I really liked. So I'm going to stick with it. Mm. Um, I'm going to say The Mummy Returns from 2001. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the most terrifying power on earth is about to be reborn. Honey, what you doing? These guys don't use doors. On May 4th, the earth will tremble. The dead will rise. And the mystery will be revealed. This is bad, Evie! We've had bad before! This is worse! My dad is going to kick you off. Universal Pictures invite you. <laughs> Literally, like the only thread I could think of. I was like, well, okay, what's another great, like, husband and wife team movie? Yeah. And that's really all it was. It was just uh, Rachel Weiss and Brendan Fraser. Because, I mean, you can't do The Mummy because they're not married yet no. in that one. So It's still the meeting. It's still the meet and cute, meet cute in that one. So, right. Yeah. So I was like, so we're going to do The Mummy Returns, which I, I love because, um, first of all, she's incredibly hot in that movie. And she's more like uh sure of herself and she's more of a good match with him in that one. Yeah, she, she can will just, decide. She's just like the... Myrna Loy in that. Yeah. Where she can play with him and is just as smart and as sharp and quick as him mm. in that one. So yeah, I thought I, that was a good like schlock and all 
trailer <laughs> to choose for the, the no next i have i have a, something similar but i'm gonna leave that to the end just because i was looking All at right. okay one of my favorite couples in movies but actually i have a couple of those um actually no my next one is going to be more of a modern comedy but i think it's definitely got that couple element together even if they are not married but i'm going to go for 21 jump street christopher miller and phil lord you even know the miranda rights <laughs> look it obviously starts with do you have the right to remain an attorney did you say you have the right to be an attorney you do have the right to be an attorney if you want to we're reviving a canceled undercover police program from the 80s you idiots are officially transferred where do we report down on jump street 21 jump street you are here because you some Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus looking motherfuckers. You will be going in as undercover high school students. Kids are weird these days. What the fuck are those things? You have a sexual muscle tone there, young man. When'd you go through puberty? Like it's seven or something? There's a new synthetic drug at Sagan High. The mission is find a supplier. I think the dealers are the popular kids. We should start a party. That would be the quickest way to get in with them. Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill is not two people I would think would be like have the chemistry they do in this movie, but they do and they're adorable. And they how quickly they become friends is kind of amazing. And I think mm. that movie is very funny. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet, but it does. Because I, I, I wasn't sure if I was I would like it, but it, now that I'm I'm seeing like more trailers from it, it does kind of look like it'd be a lot of fun. I like at the Nice Guys was another one that I thought of. <laughs> it does actually have a Nice Guys feel to it. Like there's amazing scene because uh -huh. they're, like, they're going undercover at a high school, and since Channing Tatum was the popular one at high school, they um he's kind of setting the rules, and he's like, no, 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 you 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 don't um double strap it. You have to single strap, and they walk in, and all the kids are like double strapping their they got both things on their backpack both um straps around their shoulders it's like no I'm, I'm doubling it i'm doubling it it's like don't you dare don't you dare don't you single it and um the amazing line fuck science is incredible it is wildly silly and funnier and those two have a really good kind of because it is about their friendship as much it is as it is about finding whatever drug dealer is going on in, in the movie so um and it plays wildly with what was popular in the 80s versus what is popular back in 2011 when right. this was made so it's um the clicks are all different. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check that one out. Yes. What is going to be your second trailer? Okay, the second one is a little more on the nose because it has the same uh, starring mm. actors in it, but it's another one of their um their pairings that um I, I caught up with this year that I real this past year. That I really liked, and I don't think it's mentioned enough. Um, I would say Evelyn Prentice from 1934. Can you answer me truthfully? There hasn't been any gossip about John and this woman. If there has, I haven't heard it. And I ran away because I was afraid of doing something foolish. Because I love my husband. Wasn't I naive? Give me those letters, Larry. I want those letters. Judith Wilson, you've been on trial in this court for your life. All these weeks I've been your friend. I've labored and I've struggled to try to send you out of here a free woman. I believed in your innocence. And I believed in you. But you betrayed my friendship 
and you betrayed my trust. You lied to me and you lied to this court. Myrna Loy and William Powell, mm-hmm. uh, where they again play um, a married couple. Um, he's a lawyer who's um, kind of like not really paying that much attention to her and um, ends up having an affair with an, a client. And so she goes out and you know tries to have an affair of her own. Uh, but then the guy that she meets up with ends up being a criminal who tries to blackmail her and he gets shot. And so it's just it's a very different movie for them because most of the other ones that I've seen of theirs has just been um, comedies, you know, because mm. that's what they are just fucking amazing at because they're so hilarious and cute together. But this was like this was a different thing from them is much more dramatic and it's uh, still kind of a murder mystery type mm. of thing but just more of a, a drama and they're both really good and, and i really enjoyed this one Act- a lot oh actually that i have not seen that because the only other pairing that i have seen them in that isn't a thin man movie and i've only seen two um i need to watch the rest i need to get those water archives um There's 13 of them yeah um is um libeled lady which has um yeah that's a great Carlo. yeah which is really really fun and those two mm-hmm. even though they are not in the movie much together when they do you're like oh there there's the magic i need to check that movie out because that does sound phenomenal because i think both of them had why uh, such both powell and um loy had such a breadth of acting talent that they could do anything but they got kind of typecast because well the movie we're about to talk about is being yep. charming and, and and goofy which i freaking adore man kid i want to hang out with these two so badly <laughs> i know right <laughs> yeah yeah i'd go drinking with them in a second um <laughs> absolutely yeah actually okay i was gonna choose the conjuring just because i love the warrens in film and reality i no. thought of that one too <laughs> yeah but instead i'm actually going to change my mind but i just wanted to point out the uh, patrick wilson and vera Farmiga are amazing in the conjuring and they are adorable. But I am going to go for a new movie, again, a new movie. Um, this was only from last year, but it kind of sets the tone for both movies, I think, in a really great way. Probably suits Knives Out, but I think it, the setting really does suit this movie. And that's See How They Run, uh, Tom, uh, Tom George from two, 2022, and it is based all around Agatha Christie's Mousetrap. Victim's name is Leo Kopernik, sir. Seems he was killed in the costume store. deposited here staged so to speak sorry sir how much longer do you intend to hold us all hostage or is that the idea gather all the suspects and interrogate each of us in turn until the mystery is solved marvin cochranaris overrated playwright celebrated playwright oh i'm so sorry sir i can't read my own handwriting there was an incident. I'll kill you. <gasps> it's as good as a confession. It's not jump to conclusions, Constable. Mm-hmm. And a murder that takes place during that particular production. And the cast is absolutely stacked. It's got some amazing performances yes. in it, uh, especially from Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan, who I think is amazing as kind she of she is so cute and funny she is in that movie. so cute and funny and so sad yeah when you realize because i thought she was actually you know very very young and then you realize she's not because she has to live at home with her two children because of the blitz and mm. it's because it's just post-war it is a really solid movie i think it's got one of the best butler scenes i've ever seen in a movie 
the butler it, it plays on the butler did it but in a very i don't know it's um i can't remember the actor but there's a butler who shows up at the end and then he just steals the movie yeah. from everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> when the movie's getting more and more ridiculous um but it is he's perfect <laughs> um, so i loved that it. movie yeah. that was that was one i hadn't even heard of before i saw yeah. it like uh pop up on amazon prime and uh, mm-hmm. i had to put it on my my list of my favorite movies of 2022 because mm. um, I hadn't seen Glass Onion yet because it was only in theaters for like, you know, a week yeah, and it wasn't week. Christmas yet. So <laughs> I hadn't had a chance to see it. So, I mean, that probably would have made the list more than see how they run. But um, I think that one definitely needs more eyes on it because it is really sharp and funny and the, like you said the cast is amazing i love the opening with adrian Bordy. oh my god so, yeah yeah richard Attenborough will forever be dicky now I, yeah he is no longer john hammond he is just dicky <laughs> <laughs> dicky Attenborough. Yep. but it is yeah it is a really sharp movie and the way it's playing with how to write a murder mystery how to um even what they're based on to a certain extent, which I thought really actually fit in really well with this movie, considering this is based, considering I've forgotten who wrote Thin Man novels. Dashiell Hammett was actually in the Pickington company. I guess that's probably the best way of saying it, which is what Nick Charles was a previous as well. So I think he's got that kind of sense, just how it fits into the time period as we'll get in with Prohibition and though imagine watching, imagine watching the Thin Man, you have 13 years of alcohol being demonized solely and then watching this movie <laughs> and there's a very good bar at the ritz which is all right with me so we popped into town to play but would you believe it before you could say metro golden mayor i stepped right into the middle of a baffling murder mystery and they put me to work well you poor fellow you have my deepest sympathy i can use it believe me vance this case is a toughie it all revolves about a tall thin man i was standing at the bar of the ritz one day uh, reaching for an olive when a very pretty girl suddenly popped up in front of me and said, uh, Hello there. Hello. Uh, another glass. How are you? You know, we do know each other. Oh, certainly, we've known each other for years. Aren't you Nick Charles? Yeah. You don't remember me. I'm Dorothy Wynant. How is your father? Oh, that's what I came to ask you. He's disappeared. Chris, what are you going to do? That's what I said I'd do. Oh, Chris, you wouldn't do that. Nikki, automatically. Nikki, put uh, after in here with me tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah? That knife's missing. I'll look for it in your back. It's about Julia Wolf. Did you kill her? Gilbert! Well, why not? You had a perfectly good motive. How'd you like to have a couple of little murderers for your children? <laughs> All they do is drink. <laughs> All they do is drink. Um, actually, so when when did you first see this perfect, perfect, perfect movie? It was just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, it was back in 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. It was just another one that I grabbed at the library. It was like, oh. I, oh, you're, the magic man, library. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my magic library that has like every movie ever, apparently, because mm. it's, it's amazing. And I mean, I fell in love with it right away. And it took me a while. There was a little like, snafu with like the some dvds that uh brian sent me for christmas mm. and, and like where they didn't work or whatever oh. and so then i was having problems like trying to find them all mm. it was finally last year that i 
um i sat down and i watched like all all six of the movies but um yeah with the first one it was just uh, such a joy and i immediately fell in love with myrna loy and william powell i consider them my parents now um so <laughs> yeah Best like, ever, by the way. <laughs> right. My friend Rachel, she has this thing where she considers um uh, Bogey and Bacall her her movie parents. So yeah. I was like, you know what? My movie parents are Myrna Loy and William Powell. Yeah. Um, because they're fantastic together together. And I I love the fact that even though like they were in um 13 movies together, um, six thin man and mm. uh, other ones, they always played a couple they were never involved at all they were just like really good friends apparently like in real life but you would never think they're like so perfect together but then you can also believe that because they also have that that best friend like kind of jokey quality the way they interact with each other is my favorite thing they were like the most perfect couple like they act with each other the way i would probably act with by a significant other if mm. i ever had one <laughs> you know you're just like making fun of them and like throwing pillows at them and but still deep down you know that the love is still there between the two of them that's what i love about their relationship they are uh, they're they're the perfect like the dream couple you know to couple goals exactly goals. they uh i mean i love the way that um there is at not one point is Myrna as um, Nora beneath Nick. Like there's, yeah. I mean, Nora has the money, which Nick keep keeps pointing out. I he even <laughs> I think he says at one point, "Well, you know, you I married you for your money." Um, yeah. he says that all the time, like throughout the whole series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like well, you have the money, and he's the detective, so he's. He loves her deeply. You can absolutely tell that just the way they joke, just the way they talk, just the way he sits mm-hmm. on her and just the fact that they're constantly hitting each other. Um, right. <laughs> like he knocks her out to one point to save her from getting shot. And she's like, what? You- <laughs> um, and, but. I mean, they're constantly throwing barbs at each other. Yeah. But they're like in the most adorable way. But adorable way that you know there's no malice behind it, but also more importantly, exactly, exactly, yeah. they will always go to each other for advice. And. Mm-hmm. Nora knows everything that's generally happening. There's only a couple of things she doesn't know. And he goes, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, sorry. Or yeah, I'm going to do this and this is why. So he's he's never trying to hide anything from her. I mean, literally, um, I love the scene when one of the gangsters, there's too many characters. I was trying to, this is the first time I was trying I to actually follow the actual plot of Thin Man and I failed. <laughs> I That's literally one of my notes is written really big. So yeah. many characters. <laughs> too many characters. There's so many gangster characters. Like, I'm just like, can you just pick one? Um, but one of the gangsters comes in to, to point a gun at them to say, I didn't do it. And just the line, yeah. um, when the police come back in, he goes, oh, you do know anything's um, got a gun. He's like, well, it's not mine. He goes, you do know about the Sullivan Act. And then Nora just instantly goes, well, it's okay. We're married. It's This movie is so, so great. They just, <laughs> I mean, you clearly can tell they're having a great sex life. They love each other dearly. They're on right? equal footing. Nick doesn't even want to do this goddamn case because he just wants to spend time with and hang out with his wife so it's he not even been a detective for four years yeah he's been in he's la been taking care of uh businesses that she inherited yeah. from her father yeah everything but she's like constantly like trying to talk him into it throughout the movie like this sounds this case sounds really interesting like don't you want to help out like, you're you in your stomping... like, who, yeah. who killed this this woman yeah i and love yeah. okay yeah yeah, trying so to pay go. attention to <laughs> yeah I, I did the same thing where i was like okay i remember 
parts of what happened but if you asked me to give you the plot of the thin man or like to unravel it all i i wouldn't have been able to do that so i tried to like in my notes i was like writing down every little thing and like there's just so much like wound on top of each other like the the mystery itself changes like yes in the middle of the movie where this guy yeah, just is a couple missing. of times <laughs> like isn't i thought this was about trying to find this missing guy <laughs> and then it's about this murdered woman and then uh, yeah it was, and hey suddenly the, the missing guy is now, killing everyone actually yeah <laughs> this is the first time i actually watched it and realized that it was the lawyer i can't i actually for years thought it was the caesar romero character who was killing everyone who <laughs> caesar romero the... he's the boyfriend of um mrs oh, of chris yeah jorgensen yeah yeah chris jorgensen okay. who actually would end up playing the joker in the batman 66 which is probably why oh, i nice. thought he, he was um and even in my notes i'm like oh you shooting you know chris jorgensen that way you're telling me he's not the bad guy no he's he had nothing to do with it he was just married he was just trying to have an affair with a wealthy lady who in fact I had know. no money that was it that was all he was doing it was the lawyer and i'm like wait who <laughs> i'm like i've seen this and they try five to times <laughs> and they try to bring in like the girlfriend of one of the the guy with the scar on his cheek. Yes. They, they bring her in and like she has like nothing to do with anything. She, she just keeps to, like, saying, confuse I, you even why more. am I here? <laughs> yeah. But it's like all just to confuse you even more. And like yeah. to where at the end, like I'm still not entirely convinced that Nick knew who did it at the end. Like he says to Nora. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is that him just like playing? Because he's actually very smart and he's well because he's, he's yeah. figuring things out like before the cops have he figures out it, hide or whatever the, the actual thin man he figures out that yeah. it wasn't it was him that was killed like right at the beginning and the body but, hidden before everyone else yeah but in that final scene when nora is like will you just tell me who did it and he's like i'm not even really sure yeah <laughs> like i'm not I, i'm not sure if i i i, I think i believe him like, i think he has an he's idea he just needs to confirm an idea. it yeah Mm. He's waiting for somebody to reveal something. Yeah, because the perfect yeah. thing is, I keep forgetting the lawyers in the movie until he's suddenly on uh-huh. Dorothy's arm, and I'm just like, "Wait, who's this guy?" <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, there's just so many characters. I'd forgotten how many characters there are because they're. Yeah, you get the. It's essentially a family drama. It is a divorced older couple who have children who will not move out of the house, um, much like into the other movie we're going to be talking about, who rely on his money. <laughs> And also his current wife, married. yes, and his ex-wife are still kind of relying on him. All of a sudden, he disappears, and then everyone starts killing. Wait, does the lawyer want to kill him so the family gets the inher- the inheritance? Doesn't he? That's the reason because he wants to marry Dorothy, who's played by um, Jane from the Tarzan movies. Funnily enough, I only found that out a couple of days ago when I was checking cast. <laughs> I was just like, oh shit! I just realized I don't really know why. No, I don't think it's even said. I think he just says you're the killer. <laughs> he, just, he just is the killer. Yeah. But Dorothy's already getting married to the other guy. Yeah. But like, I don't know. There's this or, weird. Or, does he, or did he just want the, oh my God. Wow. I no. just realized that. Yeah. I have no idea why. No idea. Killer. I, I've okay. been saying this is one of my favorite 1930s movies and I still don't actually understand the plot of this movie. <laughs> um, And typical noir habit of Dettel Hammett and Ram- Raymond Chandler of I have no yeah, idea exactly. who killed, the, sh- who killed yeah. the show for or why it's like, not really why you watch no you watch it for Loy and Powell exactly and, <laughs> and all the other funny little side characters yeah oh yeah the guy with the scar is amazing like I um uh-huh. I think he's he's really really fun um I love the ex the guy 
life. The guy at the Christmas party who's yes. like crying and wanting to call his mom. I miss you, mom. Oh my best. god, that <laughs> Christmas thing is absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, like it's this is like they're kind of a social couple, and I was reading a little bit about the movie, and they were sort of talking about the fact that this was the first kind of or one of the big first. This was movie was never going to be as big a hit as MGM thought. Like they didn't want Myrna Loy to be in it because she thought she was a too big of a deal. I don't know why Power was, yeah. So it was kind of stuck under the radar and everyone loved it. Probably because they could go, oh, we can drink again. They're drinking, but they were sort of <laughs> talking about, because the book is set during Prohibition when okay. everyone was just ignoring Prohibition, but they all made their own cocktails, which is why Nick and Nora are constantly making cocktails or pouring their own drinks. They go to a bar once, but that's, like how was your father's side how many martinis did you had line five up which i love um i've had six okay bring six, me five martinis, five martinis and line them up right here yeah. in front of me yeah right it's great um oh gosh she's so good and it is so it's kind of they were sort of talking about what it, it was a movie that straddles um just after prohibition but just before the haze code really kicks into effect like mm. they do sleep in separate beds but i think there is a scene where Nick does lie with his feet off the couch with her um, and they are obviously having sex. Like there is no even, there's He like barely... falls into her lap at one point. Yeah. yeah. And they're, so they're clearly very, very physical with each other and the whole line of, oh, it's okay. He's my husband. Um, <laughs> that kind of thing is like, oh, <laughs> so that's clearly that. So it's before, oh, yeah. it's kind of the one time they could have drinking and um, sex in the same movie before the Hayes Code came and said, no, 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 no. There is no actual sex there's no sex allowed and but you can drink but before you couldn't you could do they, that without the alcohol yeah they let enough innuendo slip through yeah not not so much in this one but in other like oh like 30s rom-coms oh my yeah. god <laughs> oh yeah like one of my favorites every, from every this one though is um, smoke a cigarette when the cops movie. are <laughs> when the the cops are um after the guy comes like uh nunheim comes in the middle of yeah. the night and the cops show up and they're like looking through um for something mm. but Nora says something um it's like what's that man doing in my drawers yes and there's a shot of nick choking on his drink <laughs> so because he's like rifling he finds uh the gun the gun that yeah. dorothy had that nick put in Nora's like underwear drawer yes apparently so yeah they still they still get some lines like that in there and i love the conversation with dorothy's uh brother gilbert and yeah. he, who's he talking is he talking to one of the cops when he's like or one of the he keeps uh, accidentally confessing guys. to things that's <laughs> hilarious well, yeah. <laughs> he says his father was a sexagenarian and the yes! newspaper guy is like we can't put that in the newspaper and he actually says like you know sex we can't say that I was, which i was kind of surprised to hear mm. in this movie but gilbert's reply is oh and just say that he was 60 years old yeah oh, oh is that what that means yeah <laughs> so, yeah i, I love, love lines it. like that yeah i love how the brother that is dorothy's brother is keeps like goes if i was gonna do this i would do it this way everyone looks at him like what <laughs> like he's he constantly talks about having an oedipus complex yes everything like had an oedipus complex it's like oh my yeah it's <laughs> okay um, yeah. but it's it's very sort of frank everyone is kind of having affairs in this movie which is what i love as well i mean julia wolf who played 
Wyatt's current wife is having an affair with one of the gangsters or you assume she is because she is actually giving money that she's not that she gets from her husband to him um it's not the one with the scar it's the other one that Morelli Morelli yeah I think it's Morelli because that was a past flame um yeah. The ex Mrs. Wymott is having, well, she thinks she's married to Chris Jorgensen, but he never got divorced from his current, his first wife. Right. So, and <laughs> um, the lawyer is trying to hit on Dorothy the whole entire time, even though she's engaged to be married to the David Manners wannabe. So, yeah, uh, every- I'm confused. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, the only one who has a stable relationship is Nick and Nora. And even when he's comforting Nora, uh, Dorothy in his bedroom, Nora walks in, they just make faces at each other. Like, they fully know she, that. There's no jealousy at all. No. There's no jealousy. There's no moment it of It never crosses to her. her mind. Nope. That happens in some of the other movies, too, where. It's supposed to be like, like, ooh, it looks like Nick is with... No, she never even... That never even becomes a thing with her at all because they just have... That's the kind of relationship they have is complete trust and love. Exactly. Complete trust and love. She is completely confident that Nick will never step out because he won't Uh because... Well, he tells her that because she has all the money, but it's because he Uh, He's not going to find another woman like her. No. You know? There's no woman That can match him. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And he knows that and he's completely happy with her and he just wants Mm -hmm. to be with her, but they're not so clingy that they can't have separate lives as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of cool as well. And you don't see that a lot in film. Well, most because usually it's about the meeting of the relationship and everyone falling in love. So you don't always get movies that are about the couple. It's even already established couple. Yeah. Established couple. Even my, my favorite couple movies like, well, yeah, no, you do actually, when even with The Mummy Returns, they are always together and always doing the same thing. So they're always in the same adventure. Same with Conjuring, mm-hmm. even with my other favorite couple, um, Jesse and um, Daphne, no, from um, Before Midnight. I should actually know her name. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know her name. <laughs> anyway, um, she's amazing. And you kind of see them coming back and forth, though that is all about the conflict of not seeing each other. And then when you get to Before Midnight, it's the most heartbreaking thing because it's when you realize, oh, is this the point where they fall out of love because they've gone mm-hmm. too separately in the other direction? Um, and are they actually ever going to, are they actually, you don't actually know by the end of the movie if they are going to stay together because it leaves on kind of an ambiguous note. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, no, I want to definitive if they are in love. This is no. <laughs> How yeah. dare you? Um, but it is, it, yeah, but you just never get that with Nick and Nora. They are these separate people who have their own lives, but they love each other and they want to hang out. That's the cool thing. They actually mm-hmm. just make a point. I mean, the whole thing is that Nick doesn't want to get involved in the case because he's like, no, my hot wife is in town who dresses like a friggin' amazing, who has the best dresses ever. Amazing. Myrna Loy looks amazing and her gowns are gorgeous. But that I, one robe that she wears, like in the uh, middle of the night, with like the huge sleeves and the yes. trains. Like, oh my God. Just I miss the queen. time period to, yeah. to dress like that, man. <laughs> you just do that in your house when no one's watching. And- <laughs> I, I totally would too. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah, I want to spend time with my wife. Now everyone's bugging me to figure out where this old the, this mm-hmm. this crotchety old man is. And now you're taking me away from my fun drinking time with my wife. Even at the party, yeah. they keep trying to hang out, whether they sneak away to the kitchen to talk when Nora is ordering food or they and they're just having a, a com- like I love that thing when you're trying to do something but you're having a conversation with someone else. It's mm-hmm. it's always that kind of business in this movie, which I think 
is the reason why it works. I don't think this movie would have worked if it wasn't for um, those two at all. They are just, yeah. you can't take your eyes off them. They're like independent enough and assured enough in their own selves that, you know, you see them as separate entities, but together mm. they're just so much more powerful. Like you can see them as like, you know, living their own little lives and like just being cute together. But also like if they wanted to, they would probably be super happy just like disappearing away, you know, just the two of them together on a deserted island for the rest of their lives, you know, and they yeah. would, would be super happy just being in each other's company. And a full bar. <laughs> uh, and a full bar. Sure. <laughs> and Asta. Got to bring yes. Asta. And I guess yes. the kid that comes along later can. Yeah. Because apparently they writers <laughs> gave them the kid in the sick end of the second one because they thought because they couldn't, they were told, okay, they can't it's drink. <laughs> yeah, they can't drink. So they thought the baby would kill them off because that's what they thought everyone loved about the first one is the fact that they were drinking. No, it's because no. they love those two. So exactly. it kept going, but yeah. <laughs> I love it in the later movies, um, He Nick starts calling her like mama all the yeah. time now, <laughs> which is adorable. Do they just have the one kid or do they have the couple? They just have the one kid. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. what i love but yeah right, what yeah. i love about nick um is that he's he's not just like just just because he's the detective does not mean that he's the only like smart one or whatever but uh because she's just as on top of it and like wanting to get involved um oh yeah as much as he does like again like throughout the rest of the series and i i just um it kind of reminded me of the relationship in like one of my other favorite movies, uh, Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Oh, yes. Where it's like two super smart people that respect each other, you know, when they're in their relationship. Because, three uh, well, smart super people who trust each other. Well, yeah. like, <laughs> well it starts out with just the uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Holly Emery just looks exhausting. I get the concept and I'm <laughs> like thing, but I'm just like going, that just looks, ex that, it's like having a uh -huh. Patreon. It looks just too much work. <laughs> But one thing I love about the the couple and that was like he loved that you know she was just as smart and could like outwit yeah. him probably smarter than he was yeah. you know and like like a uh, Nick says to her like in that first scene I love the way that they're introduced to yeah because it's like it's like ten minutes in before we even meet Nick and Nora and they're yes. both introduced like with their backs to the camera at first mm. like like this is we're gonna slowly and nick is of course introduced like shaking a martini I'm telling everyone like, how to make a martini yeah <laughs> yeah like, there's natural element <laughs> so on brand for him yeah <laughs> but in that first little um meeting between the two of them at the bar he says he says something to her about how he likes uh lanky brunettes with wicked jaws and i yes. thought that was like the perfect way <laughs> to describe no, her yeah no she's very sweet and nice but she's also she's got a sharp tongue on her She's very yeah, witty. Absolutely. No, I love it because she runs in. It's a great entrance for her because he's just making a martini. It's a great entrance uh -huh. for her because Asta's dragging her along and she's got yeah. all the Christmas <laughs> gifts because this is a Christmas and New Year's movie. Was Could have chosen the apartment for this movie. Um, and just she oh. falls down and the guy's, oh, you can't have a dog. And he's like, oh, okay, it's my dog and it's my wife. Um, and then she's like, oh, so who was that cute girl you're talking to at the bar? And he's like, well, you know, I have a type. It's, yeah, lanky brunettes with um, wicked jaws. Mm -hmm. Again, no jealousy. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's been talking to another woman. Like yes, she knows, and she was always oh, she was do that. No, she was my daughter. You know, from a long lost from a long past uh -huh. relationship on my father's <laughs> side, and it's like, how is your father's side? Um, it is. They are always in on the joke together. Like they've got such a shorthand that mm -hmm. they can instantly just yeah go with it. There is never a moment when 
Nora gets jealous the fact that Nick is doing stuff. Like she's right. she she gets coy with him when she doesn't want him to go to a certain thing because she knows it's dangerous. So she's mm-hmm. trying to play it cool. And when she's really saying that, I love that scene. Yeah. Oh, and they kiss goodbye and it's great. Um, because she's trying to be her cool, like witty self, but yeah. she's actually really scared. Yeah. yeah. She's she's like, you told me to get into it in the first place. And she's like, well, I didn't realize you could die. Um, yeah. I thought this was just a lark because these are so, these are two socialites who just spend their time having fun. There is no element. You, there's usually no element of danger to what they're doing. And this is kind of, you know, like her face when she sits down on the bed, when the gun's being pointed at them both in the bedroom and she just mm-hmm. doesn't quite realize that she's talking and she sits down, sees the gun and the look on her face is, is kind of more it's terror it's no it's not terror it's kind of oh shit surprise like but she's taking but she is taking that moment seriously yeah and nick is just well he does hit her but it's only to save her life (laughs) which is he gets her out of the line of fire yeah he does she goes how do you know i was in the line of fire that was (laughs) um and well, you have to like crack her in the nose. I don't yeah. know, but no, <laughs> <just> pushed her. <laughs> time this comes out, there'll be this episode. Have you ever seen One Cut of the Dead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know when they're having to actually the makeup artist that he's having to choke out his own wife to get her to calm down, like uh-huh. when he when she won't stop going for people. Yeah, <laughs> kind of reminds me of that. It's just like, okay, I need to take you out for this particular moment only for your own self. <laughs> I love you, but I need to choke you out now. Um, yeah. It's this. I love you, but I need to knock you out right about now to get you out of the line of fire. And which is something I do love about Nick is that he's really good on his feet. Like he knows mm-hmm. what to do. And he's kind of that great character as we'll get into with um, Benet, Benet Blanc. Um, Benoit. Benoit, sorry. I've been mispronouncing it this whole week. Um, Benoit Blanc. <laughs> Actually, you're going to love Glass Onion. There's a reveal about um when he i've already seen it oh you already yeah. seen it oh yeah oh well, yeah. human hugh grant is just like yay i know third movie, third movie hugh know. grant has to be there they have to be on holiday and hugh grant has to get annoyed because he's got he's found <laughs> because benoit's found a mystery <laughs> yep. um but yeah he, he knows he's like benoit he knows what's going on in every situation benoit tends to play it dumb a little bit mm-hmm. like a colombo but so nick yeah yeah so does nick but only because he wants people to underestimate him, thinking he's a he's a slosh. Well, he drinks too much. He yep. doesn't quite know. But he's like, oh yeah, I th- like the you were saying. It's like he probably does have a clue who's done it. Like he's kind of narrowed it down, but he just needs confirmation. So he rounds everyone up, and as soon as he gets to the lawyer about what his motivations was, that's when he shoots. Or he's him. just messing with Nora. He's, yeah, because <laughs> he wants to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes those two do mess with each other and nora puts on a really good dinner party i have to say i would absolutely go to a nora, nick and nora party um yeah looks delicious <laughs> yes. so fancy so, so fancy I, and so many cocktails I, of course <laughs> i keep bringing up the cocktails I mean, but you do not understand how much alcohol is in this movie <laughs> it's like every scene that they're in i would be they gotta have a drink. Out, he wakes he wakes up in the middle of the night and, yeah it makes himself a drink <laughs> Is this like, what prohibition was drink, actually? So yeah. I can't imagine doing that. <laughs> was this what prohibition was actually like for the wealthy? Like you could just get alcohol in the, the good stuff and just wake up in the middle of the night, and make yourself a cocktail because you could. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes, like just having to do with the way Nick is, um, is that last scene with the dinner mm-hmm. party? Like the way that he, um, the way that he's like telling the story, like, oh, this is this is what I think 
happened and as he calls on each suspect you know it's like well somebody had somebody stole the bonds and then he goes like uh, tanner don't you like your oysters like you know yes. as if he's <laughs> as if he's like accusing them of something but really he's just like keeping them on their toes like asking them totally unrelated questions like yeah. the story he's telling, like trying to get a reaction out of everybody like that's such good writing and so that's so perfect for the kind of character that they've portrayed him to be again that one guy that's like trying to be trying to be cool and jovial with everybody like he usually is but is also really smart and really on top of it and he's, it's really good yeah. at reading people he's because he's yeah he's testing everyone's reactions like he has a theory mm-hmm. of who killed um wine up but he doesn't actually have the proof so he's just going around and just testing everyone's actions and everyone yep. does what their what their character is uh, um but it is just this but yeah he's just going around and testing it out and he realizes he's also the host of a party so he needs to make sure that they are yeah, enjoying exactly. the oysters that is the duty of a host. Um, so he's doing double duty, essentially. Um, no, I, I freaking love this movie so much because it's, the, as you said, it's the dialogue. It's just so well written. It's so quick. Um, the why not- I heard you were shot five times in the tablets. Yes. It's not true. He didn't come anywhere near my tablets. Yeah, but- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. The um, It's so good. Oh, good. I mean, I love that was one thing. Like I said this in um in our discoveries episode, but um I, I watched a lot of these kind of like 30s and 40s like rom coms mm. and stuff this year. And they have just made me so happy. <laughs> it <laughs> like, really there's such there's such joy in these movies and the the actors and the the dialogue and the way that it's so the cheekiness and the innuendo and stuff is just been so more delightful to me than you know modern comedies recently they just like really struck a chord with me and like i want to watch like every single one of them and there and this is like a a top one i added i realized um i didn't have uh, like the other um Loy and Powell like pairings um, in my queue yet, so I have three more on the way. I need that, to watch a whole bunch uh, more. Yeah, yeah. I keep going back to the Thin Man and not trying to watch others. Um, as I said, I've only the only other pairing I've seen is Live with Lady, which is great because it's got a Tracy Spencer performance. Yeah. It's got um, Gina uh, Harlow. I think that's her name. Definitely um, recommend Evelyn yeah. Prentice. And then um, the only other ones I've seen are I Love You Again and Love Crazy. Okay. I mean, Those I have, ones too. yeah, I've seen My Man Godfrey, which just has William Powell, um, uh-huh. but it also has um, Carol Carol Lombard, who is she's actually kind of a bit too psychotic. A great movie, yeah. great movie. She's a little bit too okay. You're going a little bit crazy, but it is such a good <laughs> movie because this family reminds me of the Dorothy and her family in Thin Man of this very wealthy but doesn't quite understand what to do if they had no money. Like they wouldn't comprehend. Like the mother in um, My Man Godfrey is hilarious because she's got her like mm-hmm. pet boy, whatever he is, <laughs> protege. <laughs> the magic well, the other, the house. <laughs> yeah, the other three that I added were. Uh, Manhattan melodrama, Devil Wedding, and The Great Zigfield, which is three hours long. Oh, that's, so, well, that that's one crazy. got a lot of Oscars, I think, The Great Zigfield, or am I thinking okay. of a different? It could be. Think of a different movie. Well, but... I, will be, I will be watching those eventually. Yes. No, I keep going back to The Thin Man, and it happened one night. I'm really bad when I find one I love. I'll just want to rewatch, especially when it comes to Thin Man sequels. 
I have seen the second one. I haven't seen the others, which I need to get onto. <gasps> you got to watch them. Yeah, because I really did enjoy. Um, no, it's not another Thin Man. It's um, the the, well, the second one. Because James Stewart is that the one where James Stewart pops up randomly and you're like, is that James Stewart or is that the third? The one? second one, yeah, I yeah, so. yeah. The second one is They're James all Stewart. Like, they all like melt together in yeah. my brain sometimes. But one of them had <laughs> yeah, one of them had James Stewart. I'm like, wait, what? Um, and it was actually before... the last one. The Thin Man Goes Home is a really good one that I, yeah. I really liked. Yeah, they uh, they get rid of the kid in that one, so it's just it's just the two of them again. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the kid's gone. Um, yeah, well, they don't get rid of him. He's just he's staying with somebody else while yeah. they go to um, Nick's uh, hometown. No, I do like the idea of them getting the kid in on the family business of solving crime. So it would be. Uh, <laughs> he's super cute though. They they're really cute. The the way that they're them as parents is them in this movie they're like exactly the same they don't change at all being that's you know, usually that's what they, i love about them because usually people change um i mean no except, they're the same one they're yeah the same i mean <laughs> um mommy returns they don't change um evie and uh-huh. rick are the same from memory they just have a kid who they drag along to but he's just a bit too precocious so i'm like ah come on <laughs> yeah um there's one part where uh when the kid is just it's uh nikki is the kid yeah. Um, when he's just a little baby and it's the middle of the night again and Nora just while well, um, Nick is asleep just like puts the baby like on him and lets him like crawl all over Nick and like like and she's just encouraging the baby like go ahead and like poke him in the eye or something and, like see what happens yeah. <laughs> and she, again so like she hasn't changed at all it's like it's adorable yeah no that's <laughs> they're wonderful good. parents yes no it's just th- them be yep I mean, I remember the first time I saw Myrna Loy was actually in The Best Years of Their Life, which is Myrna's got a very small role as Frederick Wife's Frederick March's wife. And when I'm watching it, I wasn't sure if I liked the movie, but I'm like, okay, Fred, that guy Frederick March and Myrna Loy have got something going on because they're absolutely fantastic. And then you go back and watch their movies and you're like, oh, they're amazing. Um, I absolutely love a, a rom-com. It was really, really pre-code, uh, Designed for Living which is another yes. amazing... Oh, I love that movie. It's Ernest, so um, I'm, I am so blanking on everything today. No, that director I really got into. Like if I was going to watch a Lubitz? 30s... Yeah, Lubitsch. If I was going to... Yeah, I got in, into him so much. When I was watching um, 30s, 40s comedies, it was usually his. Um, Chop Around the Corner, uh, mm-hmm. Neo Chichka. Um, Heaven Can Wait is... Holy fuck. Um, okay. Donna Michi in that, that movie. I added so many to like my Criterion channel queue. So oh my god, it's it's amazing. It's actually more of a drama, and it's weird seeing okay. John Amici as a young man, and then by the end Which of the one movie, is that? um, he is he's in Cocoon. He's also in Trading Places as one of the stockbrokers that's trying to destroy Dan Aykroyd. I know you'll know when you see him. He was like around <laughs> in the eighties a lot. <laughs> to see him as what a was young the movie man. called um, Heaven Can Wait from nineteen forty three. I think I had that one in my queue. Yeah. Because there was a remake of that, right? There, Yes. I think uh, I've seen that. Yeah. Heaven Can Wait also has Jean Turney in it. And the way that... Oh, Ernest, love her. Yes. And the way um, Ernest Lubitsch handles divorce, I'm just like, this is why he was the master. And he could get away okay. with that stuff in 1943. It's, um, it is kind of in- incredible. Um, but it... Oh, this... Uh, 
I don't know much of the director's work, but he was apparently really good at shooting really quick and really cheap, which is why MGM loved him. Yeah, he just can get right through. I mean, this movie moves so quickly. I thought it was like an hour, but it's actually an hour 30 and it feels like it's an Mm -hmm. hour movie. Like it moves so, so quick. Time that first scene with um, the daughter coming to her dad and saying, hey, guess what? I'm getting married. And then he finds out that he Mm -hmm. has, okay, where's his money? I was meant to give to my kid for her marriage. And his wife is like going, I have no idea what money, what, what money do you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> well, plus they had to make uh, Julia Wolf and Mimi, his ex-wife, they mm. like look exactly the same. They really do. I was like, wait, they have that same short blonde, like thirties yes. hairdo. It's like, ah, you're yeah. making it difficult for me to like keep all these characters straight. Wayman has a type. That is absolutely, <laughs> he, likes a pro- he likes a peroxide blonde. He does. Sure. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> right? Yeah. The only thing I don't like about this movie is that I really like uh, Clyde Wynette. And I was sad that he was actually dead. <laughs> I was hoping it'd be like, oh, he's not really dead. And he'd pop back up at the end. Because that first, that scene of him with his daughter and like, you know, talking about how, mm. you know, you sure your husband like wants to marry into this crazy family mm. and everything. They were, they were so cute together. And I really liked that character. I was kind of, I was a little bummed that he. Yeah. You got the sense that. Dead, you know. <laughs> Dorothy is, Dorothy's the only one he liked out of his family. Like that was the uh-huh. only one he had, or when he fires his assistant and then rehires him again. <laughs> Which well, I, was, just, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, no, 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 I need you. Go do stuff. Oh, okay, fine. Um, It's yeah. I was a bit disappointed he died. Cause I like, I would have liked him to come back but i also yeah. like the conceit that no one knew he was dead either i like that very typical noir kind of oh wait no he's not the killer because he's been dead this whole entire time so who now is the killer who's been going around Mac- to macaulay's yeah. been like pretending to get money yes from right <laughs> yeah macaulay's going around pretending to get money or giving money to people to make it look like that he is still alive um, so they can keep the, um, or was it Julia? I can't actually remember who was, why they were doing that, but yeah, they wanted it. They needed him alive because Julia, um, the second wife was never going to get any of the inheritance. I don't think it was all going to go back to the, his ex-wife and the, and his kids, not her. So for her, for, for him to be dead, it's, she's the one who's going to get screwed. Yeah. So I think. I don't know if she was in on the original murder or if the lawyer just decided. I again, I actually don't know why the lawyer killed him. Like I don't. Uh, oh, yeah, I I don't. I wish I knew. I, I, I tried. I tried. I did watch. This. I, I took. I took notes. I took detailed notes of yeah. each plot points. Me too. <laughs> I get to the end and I just wrote Macaulay is the killer, and that's it. <laughs> I was like, wait, Macaulay's the killer? I thought it was the Joker. What, what, what's happening? <laughs> well, because the, the reveal of him being the killer is so fast. I know. Too. Like, like He doesn't uh, even get to the motive. He's got a yeah. gun and they knock him out and then they go into the last scene of the movie. Yeah, I think he just says his name and then Macaulay tries to shoot him. It was never yeah. like, oh, this is your... It's never well, not like we'd be getting to Knives Out where there's this whole big long scene about mm-hmm. why spoilers for knives out chris evans wants to kill um christopher Plummer. there was none of that there yeah. was just the name and bang oh he's the killer and you're like wait what just happened what's going why <laughs> i forgot he was a character him. yeah <laughs> <laughs> they choose the person that you would instantly forget out of all the actors he's the one that's uh, least distinguished he is the one who has no personality i don't know why he's there and then he's the killer and i'm like going, wait what I- 
I couldn't remember, obviously, because it's no. so confusing, like who the killer was when I rewatched The Thin Man. And I, I definitely did not suspect Macaulay this no. second time around because he was really good at like playing it cool and like like he was the closest one to Wynette and he was actually in contact with him and there's like that and he's part taking where... care of Dorothy and all that kind of thing yeah so, yeah there's a part where he goes over to Nick and Nora's and supposedly gets a phone call from him mm-hmm. so he's really good I love that's another good scene between the two of them when Macaulay is over and uh, he's on the phone supposedly with mm. Wynette and Nick and Nora are just in the background like making faces at each other mm. and like poking each other <laughs> just being their cute little selves yes. like how do you not fall in love with those two like they're... i know though i do love anyway. um the christmas morning when for some reason nora thought it was a good idea to give he's... nick a baby gun and, sh- <laughs> he's, and he's, he's just <laughs> shooting the balloons and breaking the window and just causing all kinds of havoc and the look that nora gives and it doesn't doesn't phase her. Doesn't yeah. phase her. But she's giving him a look of like, I gave that man that gift. That was not my best idea. How that did you not smart. know that this is what, that he was going to get bored in two minutes <laughs> and start shooting up the Christmas tree? <laughs> and then the little shot of um, Asta playing with one of the balloons. <laughs> like it pops and scares him. He's so cute. Oh, Asta is adorable or Skippy. I, I like how Asta. Skippy has his own credit in the movie. He... Um... <laughs> <laughs> he is um he's great he is the best dog in movie history dog. sorry yes he likes a bar he though um i do like how he covers his eyes at the end just so to say yes they're on a the train <laughs> which is classic pre which is classic 30s and 40s uh-huh. people having sex now but he covers his eyes just so to say oh god mom and dad are at it again um <laughs> but i think that's adorable i the only thing i'd say is because he's such a good trained dog he doesn't get to act like a dog that much like you don't see him sniffing you don't see him look in a different direction there's no kind of natural dogisms that because skippy was a very well-trained movie dog and a very Uh good actor yeah that's my only complaint about the movie he is he does um find wynette's body technically he does because he's like sniffing at that part of the floor where uh, he's buried in his shop that's that's because he's a good boy and like he's a good detective he's a good boy yeah he's a good boy um (laughs) i actually did for a minute wanted that kind of dog that kind of terrier but i don't have the room for a terrier they've got lots of energy (laughs) if i ever got another dog or any kind of pet i would probably name it asta now (laughs) yeah asta is a really good name um it's yeah this movie's just it's just one of those movies that you watch and you smile yeah yeah it's just joy on film um, it just brings you happiness it's a yes. little confusing but you don't really care about the plot because no. you're watching it for nick and nora i've never watched this movie for the plot <laughs> i realized until yeah. i was watching the podcast I'm actually <laughs> to this movie. <laughs> and then it just kind of makes you want to watch all the other movies that they're in together so go and have a thinman marathon if you haven't yes. seen any of these before. they were the hollywood ed couple for a couple of decades actually from 30s and 40s uh I even though they were why. never together but they were good friends and you can tell because um, I think even in an interview with William Powell, he made that comment about when he first met Myrna Loy, he realized, oh, we have the same intelligence. I don't have to, because I think uh, William Powell in real life was quite a snob. So he, but he sort of said it was just very natural act. I didn't feel like I was acting with her. I think is what he said. Yeah. Like he was just hanging out for a lot of it. And I think that's, that's yeah. That's the you vibe you definitely get from them. Yeah. yeah. They're not really they sort of clicked, yeah. but not romantically. Yeah, yes but they're still good at playing that 
Yeah, you can yeah. tell they're a couple, but they are actually just really, you can tell they're just really good friends on, on screen. Yeah, so we can't get that look out of off my if I, if out of my head about Mona just looking at him when he's with the BB gun. It's this thing of annoyance, <laughs> love, and you're avoiding the yeah. conversation look. <laughs> or literally any time in the movies when she just like crinkles her nose at him. Yes! <laughs> the cutest thing. <laughs> it's, oh, it's just, Mona Loy, I think, I was surprised that neither of them are kind of ones that because they were they worked a lot and they were kind of powerhouses. They don't get as talked about as the contemporaries, like a Catherine Hepburn or an Ingrid Bergman or people with William Power. But when you see them together, I'm like, oh yeah, this is why they're working at NGM. They're they're yeah. just they're movie stars. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say? They're my parents. Yes. And yes. I love them. They are yeah. mom and dad. <laughs> My mother and father are still uh, Martin Scorsese and Thelma Shoemaker, though they were never married. (laughs) But they are my my mom and dad. They just aren't together, but they're still my parents. Um, (laughs) um, Anything else? Yes. Daddy Marty, Mama Thelma. Um, Anything else you want to say about The Thin Man before we go on to... Actually, a movie that takes you step by step through the plot quite well. Like, there is no confusion. This one I was a little bit better at getting... Yeah getting the plot and getting everything together again yes yeah. um no like thin man is absolutely brilliant and yeah it just it brings me so much joy and it was like like i said it was one of my favorite discoveries of the year it's going to be like a a lifelong favorite i think just- and it's a lot easier to get when i first try to find a bootleg dvd like there are blu-rays it's streaming it's actually yes. yeah all the blu-rays are out yes we're in our archive now, so, yeah. um, when i first saw this movie it was a bootleg like it wasn't it was only like six years ago like it wasn't even that long ago but the thin man was a little bit harder to find i think it was because the criterion channel crazy. yeah that it kind of got a little bit of a second wind so i think you should absolutely watch it because it is a delight of a movie and 1930s rom-coms were some of the best rom-coms they are fresh they're just as yes. adults and this is absolutely fits in. You get a murder in there as well, um, which makes it even better. So you get a couple um, in this one. Yeah, yeah. you get you get a few. There's actually a few dead bodies lining up in this movie. Like it's not just one. It's full Agatha Christie in that sense. Like whenever you read an huh? Agatha Christie book and you realize, wait, there's actually quite a few. This is almost a slasher. <laughs> it's about from- skeletons. Yes, and here they they just find one that's skeleton because he yeah. was like murdered through lime yes. and stuff. Ew. Ex- yeah, yeah, yes, because yeah. he's in that pit when you first see him. Oh my god. They just, um, that would have been, a, I reckon that would have been the easiest murder. Like it, he was just so involved that he didn't see Macaulay coming <laughs> at all. <laughs> We're going to get into a movie that even though it was only released in 2019, already feels like it's a classic. And I don't know if that's because oh, of the yeah. pandemic. There was a whole bunch of timey-wimey stuff going on. But the curtains are opening, back opening. What do you show for your first trailer for Knives Out? Um, We're going to go... I'm going to do it the same way as I did the other one, the one where it's like, oh, this could be a lot of different things. Mm. And it's also the more modern yeah. one from 2019. I'm going to pick Ready or Not. So at midnight, you have to play a game. Why? It's just something we do when someone new joins the family. A game. What game? Hide and seek? Are we really going to play that? Jesus, you shot the maid. Does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress, Emily? <gasps> Holy shit! I had to play along so that I can get you out. It's insane. They think they have to kill you before sunrise. Or something very bad will happen to the family. If we don't find her and perform the ritual, we're all dead. Found her. Ah! 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 
Damn it, Emily! I don't know what I'm doing! And today's video is called Getting to Know Your Crossbow. Yes, I am so angry I didn't think of this one. <laughs> For a couple of different reasons, um, both of mine, the trailers, um, okay, one of the things that I absolutely love about Knives Out is that it is that classic, like, murder mystery in a huge mansion thing. Yeah. Things. So that's kind of what I went through for with both of my, my trailers. So Ready yeah. or Not, Smart Weaving, you know, getting married to this super rich family and mm. on their wedding night, she's, um, it's a family where they um, have like some kind of gaming yes. empire. So they, she has to play a game on, on the wedding night and it turns out to be um, hide and seek, which means that <laughs> they're actually going to seek her out um, through the house to kill her. <laughs> I'm saying this: if a family wants to play a game on my wedding night, that is a red flag. That is like a red flag. That's absolutely, weird. that is weird. Especially like at weird. midnight. Yeah, that is yeah, weird. weird. You leave. You're kind of um, intruding on newlywed yes. time here. That's just yes. not cool. No, it's um, but. Mm. <laughs> I absolutely loved this movie. It is. It's another like comedy, um, horror, like just crazy with the effects and the, uh, the especially the ending had me like howling in the theater i freaking with loved it yes. so much oh my god the perfect um, shot of that ending i i had so much fun with this movie and it's also got the um you know dysfunctional rich family thing going on with a yes. patriarch that they have to please so (laughs) yes yes, i think it goes with (laughs) nice out pretty well and also i just love this movie so (laughs) it is amazing samara weaven kicks so much ass in this movie and the fact she's still in her bridal dress is Uh kind of perfect the fact i really also like uh i know it's not his name but seth cohen sorry just large thing he'll always be seth cohen um is actually really great in that like the family member who know can't who knows what they're doing yeah but knows that they're in too deep not to to do it. It is so, yeah, this movie is so much fun. It is so good. And that final shot at the end when everything's mm-hmm. kind of come together and you're just like, yeah, just. Or uh, just the, yeah. the last scenes when you, the, you see this thing that they've been talking about, you find out whether it actually or not is the a thing. certain curse is actually real or not. And her That's kind of expression I... of like, fuck me, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I like died, and I was I already loved this movie, but when that happened, I was like, okay, this is this is what the, uh, yeah, this is my thing, totally, yeah, hundred percent my shit. Yes, no, so. this is yeah. When that happened, I was like, oh, okay, this movie just uh-huh. went up. I was in loving this movie. Now I'm just like, okay, now it's proper proper yeah. good. Um, which is actually unlike Knives Out. I wasn't sure if I liked it the first time I saw it. I was took me miles to, yeah, it wasn't instant. Because 2000, as we'll get into, yeah, 2019 was a hell of a year. Um, but I had to mull over Knives Out. I think it was just because it wasn't, like, I hated the trailer for Knives Out. I was like, oh, this is either going to be too meta or too something. I don't know. And then it was what it, it was. It does have that, yeah. Yeah, the trailers weren't, the trailers were trying to hide a whole bunch, which I can understand, but they turned it into something that it wasn't. And I don't know, it took me a minute to mull over whether it's really or not was pretty instant, instantaneous. What am I going to? Actually, I am what just going to I'm going to go for Agatha. I'm just going to go okay, so my thing for the trailers was Agatha Christie, but I am just going to go for one of my favorite actually no, one of my favorite modern Agatha Christies. Um that is the BBC miniseries and then there were none from 2015. <sighs> 
Good afternoon. Welcome to Soldier Island. What is it? It's the Ten Little Soldier poem. Ten little soldier boys went out to dine. One choked his little self. And then there were nine. We are all victims of a cruel hoax. It is the poem. There were ten of us. And now there's eight. We're being hunted! One by one. And in a particular way. No one's coming for us. We won't be leaving the island. I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, um, this ne- this has gone through multiple name changes because it needed to, because um, those things were offensive. <laughs> um, but essentially, it is twelve people on an island, and they just get kept getting knocked off one by one. And it's a who done it. This was a th- a three parter, and it is a whole bunch of terrible people on an island. I, the Sam Neil pop- pops up. Um, yeah, it's got um, Aidan Turner, uh, Charles Dance shows up, uh, Bern Gorman, who shows up in everything. You've got Sam Neill, Miranda Richardson, such a great, and it's dark. It is kind of, Agatha Christie movies tend to have a lightness to them because the characters are so quirky, like Knives Out. Mm-hmm. This one just goes pure horror. Like it actually feels like a slasher movie. Oh, nice. And because it's all about these, because um, all these characters have been brought to an island and someone knows their deepest, darkest secrets, something that they're guilty of. Yeah. So everyone has got a past, like no one is without guilt. Um, even the main character who's uh, Maeve um, De Moody. Um, oh, Noah Taylor's in it. Yeah. Like it is just, yeah, I'd re- highly recommend it. It is like three hours long because it's three parts, um, but it is really sharp, really moody. They're on this desolate island with this kind of old fashioned country house. It is set in the twenties. It is, it, look, it is gritty Agatha Christie, but this one works. Like, it actually works really well. So it's not particularly a laugh fest, but it is so good. And I wanted to put in um, a TV crime sort of thing because that is, I love a TV murder mystery. I love a um, procedural. And, uh, yeah, this one's really good. All right, I was just looking up, too, because there was a, yeah, there's a movie mm-hmm. from 1945, and then there were none that I saw. Yes, just recently. Yes, because it's been. There's I a really Ru- Russian, Yeah, there's a yeah. Russian version. This is actually one of my favorite Agatha Christie books as well, because I'd re- actually read this before I'd seen any other adaptions for it. Like I hadn't seen because I already knew with Orient Express and Death on the Night. Can't well, I actually get the murderers mm-hmm. mixed up in that. Um, I, I love <laughs> Christie so much. I will watch the Kenneth Branagh movies enjoy them and still watch the new one that he's got coming up the halloween one um but agatha christie feels like such a proto slasher to me that i just wanted to include like a tv more of a tv one um just because oh. that was my that's what i grew up on as a kid was bbc murder mysteries <laughs> nice <laughs> i love it yeah what is going to be your second trailer uh mine is a little bit more on the nose it goes really mm. well with knives out it was possibly even an inspiration for knives mm. out um from 1976 uh, murder by death neil simon's murder by death meanwhile a short sinister man who looks exactly like truman capote is preparing a diabolical weekend for the greatest detectives in the world Sidney Wang. Don't I think, Pop? Perfect place for a murder. Conversation uh, like a television set on honeymoon. 
Unnecessary. Dick and Dora Charleston. Yeah, would you walk them out in the other way? My leg tends to look like a tree in this fog. Sam Diamond. I think we picked ourselves a queer bird, Angel. Anything else? He has no pinkies. No pinkies? You mean Twain has only got eight fingers? No, no, he's got ten. He just doesn't have any pinkies. I still need to say this. I know it's you that Ryan was talking. It. Yeah. You would absolutely love it. It is hilarious. Uh, mm. It's another one. It's like it's like clue but really like oddball things happen it's not quite as you know quote unquote realistic as clue and that's what makes it really interesting yeah so it's it's five different um like detectives like five of the best detectives in the world are summoned mm. to this you know spooky big huge mansion um of uh lionel twain played oh, by Peter Falk, isn't it? yes oh yes that's what true capote's name i'm like yes <laughs> yeah and so he's got this whole like um murder mystery thing planned for them where he says that there's going to be a murder that's going to happen at midnight and he will pay a million dollars to whoever can solve it to like i guess kind of prove like who the greatest detective you know fully prove like who the greatest detective ever is and uh, I I can't even get through like all of the different like stuff that happens, but it again it's like it, it's it's a comedy of the highest order, and uh, the cast again is amazing. We've got Peter Falk is like his plays Sam Diamond, who's mm. a detective from San Francisco, who's very much like a a Dashiell Hammett type of you know mm. like hard nosed detective. Um, Maggie Smith. Um, Alec Alec Guinness as the the blind butler whose name is Benson. Oh shit! Have you <laughs> seen Antronica any of the Ely, have you seen any uh, of the Ealing comedies? Um, and this is where Alec Guinness got to start before Star Wars. Well, we got to start. He was already a big star with. Um, but if you ever watch anything like The Lady Killers, The Man in the White Suit, um, uh, Kind Hearts and Coronets is amazing. Like Alec Guinness is playing okay. twelve different characters. Um, oh, actually. <laughs> Mm. he's hilarious in those yes um <laughs> it is he is so funny like he was a comic actor before he was alec guinness in the in the 60s and 70s like nice. um so him playing a blind butler i'm just like going yeah that absolutely fits it's like it's an healing comedy <laughs> also I'm, not, I'm still known the cast though we got james yep. cromwell distracted yep oh yes that's eileen brennan yep and elsa lanchester yes so i mean like all of the all of the greats are in there and it's it's again like it's it's super quirky like they get to the mansion and like as each one of them arrives they're all like um there's like this gargoyle on top of the, the house like above the the door and it, it tries to kill them all but mm. they, they get the the doorbell is a woman screaming so whenever there's like a ah, Alec Guinness is like ah the door yes and then he's got and then Lionel Twain has got something set up like in to where there's got like thunder and and lightning but like inside the house when it's not raining outside the house anymore and and then there's things where like there's two of every room and I'm yeah it's you have to watch it. Yes. <laughs> you just got to watch it. And oh, this looks amazing. Um, I see James Coco in the cast list, who is fantastic in A New Leaf by Elaine May. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This I, this is the next movie. He's I'm like watching. the Hercule Poirot. Like, uh, his, his oh! name is um, 
so he's got that kind of the uh, that kind of accent that he's playing yeah. off of in the mustache uh in the movie so <laughs> yeah okay i, I am it's hilarious I am, I am officially excited um murder by death is also a great title <laughs> mm-hmm. um and also sounds vaguely crystalline uh glass onion um well someone who's bringing it well as a smarter version because one thing about about crystal um glass onion sorry is that everyone's an idiot except for benoit and yeah. andy <laughs> everyone else is just yeah kate hudson rules that movie um oh my god she is the star of that movie oh. she killed me but it's reality <laughs> she's, she's so funny <laughs> um see this is kind of good though because we were we were originally going to record this we were going to do it like before glass yes, was even out no, i'm so glad this is good that we've both seen it now yes because yeah so, we were going to do it because i was sick and couldn't go to that one week it was playing so uh-huh. it wasn't yeah. playing anywhere near me so yeah i had to wait yeah. till whenever it came out on christmas eve yeah so do you have a preference now between uh- Glass I still, onion and knives out. I think it's still knives out, especially after watching it this time. Me too. Um, yeah. I think we'll get into it because um yeah, what am I gonna do for my next trip? You know what? I'm gonna go super serious again. You've done all the cool funny ones. I'm gonna go for the murky family drama ones. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot you hadn't done your other one. <laughs> no, it's oh no, it's okay, um I am gonna go for yeah, I'm gonna go for the Godfather of 1972, the ultimate family drama. <laughs> My father's no different than any other powerful man who's responsible for other people. I had this part in the picture. It puts me right back up on top again. This Hollywood big shot's gonna give you what you want. He says there's no chance. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. You know my father, the men are coming here to kill him. Now you want to get mixed up in the family business? I thought you weren't going to become a man like your father. I never wanted this for you. Right. Um, I actually thought of that because it's the whole patriarch thing. Yes, the whole patriarch. Um, What happens when it goes and all the chaos that lets loose? It always happens when... The one who controls the purse strings dies and everyone's just like goes for a free-for-all after they die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's The Godfather. It's a freaking great movie. I mean, Al Pacino is amazing. Oh, yeah. Actually, everyone's amazing. My, my boy, Robert Duvall, is, probably gives the quietly the best performance out of and a whole bunch of amazing performances. This is not a movie. Mm-hmm. I recently watched The Offer, which feels dubious, but was just hilarious to me. Even um, I'm not still not convinced on Miles Teller, but... The whole thing of um, uh, Dan Fogler playing. Yeah, he is very good in Top Gun. But Dan Fogler playing uh, Coppola is now how I picture Coppola. He is the the nerdy guy who wants the actual gas oven for the pasta scene and them having an argument that they can't afford the the actual gas oven. They have to, you have to go for the prop oven. (laughs) No, but they have to make pasta. They have to make the sauce. They don't have to make the sauce. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> that happened in the offer. <laughs> Can I see that now? <laughs> yeah. It's it's a bit it's it's a bit wonky, but um Matthew Good playing uh, Peter, oh the the producer who was running Paramount at the time is great. Just when he goes, poor B, like he's actually a very good <laughs> Peter Evans. Like <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no, the Godfather is the Godfather. I mean, there's nothing much to say That's about cool. it, but if you're gonna go just because watching Thin Man and the Knives Out, it struck me that 
how much of just a family drama both these are and how mm-hmm. intimate the scenes of someone coming in, especially in Knives Out more than anything else. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? Can we ask why? Has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't ask. I'm gonna live till I die. You think one of his family walls walls. killed? Is that what you're suggesting? You all love twisting the knife into one another. Up your ass. Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, eat shit. How's that? Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Smug smile. Definitely eat shit. something spill it i suspect foul play coming into this family that does not want him and also does Mm -hmm. not want martha really but now they have to try and deal with both of them at this particular time when they're trying to pick apart um harlan's um thirstberg or whatever his name is estate so thromby (laughs) thromby i'm gonna get all the names wrong today uh thromby (laughs) Yeah, that was something that kind of surprised me about Knives Out. This watch was Mm. um, before I'd see. I've seen it a couple times Mm. now, or a few times, and I always just kind of focused on like the comedy element of it, like the quirky characters and stuff. And this time, I was like, oh no, there's a lot more like drama stuff going on and like character um, Mm. stuff that I didn't really pay as much much attention to those first few times when I was just kind of more into the, like the funny dialogue and lines and everything. Yeah. I think it was the, yeah. Cause you were saying you also prefer knives out over than glass onion, even. I mean, they're two totally different. They are vibes. I mean, glass onion is like colorful and modern and sleek Mm. and yes. Knives out is I just prefer it because this is just the kind of shit that I really love is this Agatha Christie type of murder mystery stuff. Yeah. Giant old, you know, dark mansion. Like that's, I I love any, that's why I loved like, you know, see how they run and um, murder by death and, you know, all those kind of movies, like just like completely my thing. And like, that's, that's exactly what Ryan Johnson was wanting to do with this movie. Yes. Was create one of those. And that's why that's, it's that classic setting. And I just, I really love that. So that's that's kind of why I prefer Nice that. But Glass Onion, um, that was just like so much more like involved. And like I said, like modern with um, whatever the thing was that he had invented, you know, going on there. And like just the sleek look of the the setting and the the costumes and everything. It's, so you can watch either one of them, like whatever mood you happen to be in. It's like, I want more of the classic story. I'm going to watch Knives yeah. Out. Or if I want something like really fun and like colorful, I'll watch Glass Onion. So. Kate Hudson ruling every yeah. single scene she's in. No, I mean, she Glass Onion. steals the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. King, yeah. Uh, Glass Onion is a movie of kind of so that to so much now. Like it'd be interesting to wait a few years and go back to it because I did not realize that it was an actual pandemic movie in the sense that it is set during the height of the pandemic like in may 2020 it is mm-hmm. um so it's all about that yeah it's all about that time and 
the fact that the, I mean, Ethan Hawke just coming in and blowing stuff in their mouth is still one of my favorite joke in the movie. Um, <laughs> Cause you have no idea what that is. <laughs> um it's the thing that makes them safe they don't apparently they don't explain it <laughs> yeah no then i think that's the whole point it's just some rich guy that's the whole point gonna, yeah yeah you got exactly. hold of something and thinks it's gonna work um <laughs> but you but i was when i was watching knives out i was thinking yeah this feels like a classic now as i said before and i don't know if it's because the timey-wimey of the pandemic but i think you're because right because it's, it's it's the timeless. old house yeah it's timeless it's yeah. the old house the old mansion something spooky's going on in it and they need to figure it out um though watching it this time around um the colombo element because i've been watching poker face like everyone else really hit home when um benoit is um pushing down on the piano key every time someone lies i could just mm-hmm. hear natasha and going bullshit <laughs> <laughs> again like introducing the main character of the movie in the background the same thing yes. that the thin band did you know, yeah. like not really showing you just see his face leg or... when you first see him. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I love the way that he's introduced. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> That's just Tom Johnson. That's his best line. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> I No, I love how they're opening to this movie because it reminds me so much of, which is, which I could have chosen for a trailer and it is Sleuth, which is from 1972 um it's yeah. a really hard movie to see like i watched it on youtube like i still haven't like again blu-ray people but it's the house it's the house from sleuth like all the doors are the wrong edges the sky's a crime writer um Lawrence olivier um and michael kane is kind of the it's it's a war between these two men like michael kane is having an affair with Lawrence olivia's wife and so he kind of wants to fuck with him a bit and he's it happens to be i think yeah i think he is a mystery writer or something to do with, with the theater or something but it, his house yeah, is all full of knickknacks from his previous thing yeah. it's a very i think even ryan johnson has said no i wanted the house from sleuth and it was a play first of all um but it's a really good movie i love it's, movies based on place yeah yeah the sleuth is a freaking amazing uh but yeah really hard to see well you can watch it and there's a good not too bad copy on youtube <laughs> So you can't. I feel see like it. I've either seen this or I've heard of it and added it to some queue, but yeah. I, don't, I don't remember now. Yeah, but I have. I know. I know the title. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like I have. I love how, especially the door to uh, Harlan's room is wonky, and the fact that he has the secret, uh-huh. like the secret window panel. Secret the, window. God, I love this house. And the, and the like. I love how the secretary knows the house so well. She just bangs the thing, right thing on the wall. It opens. She goes upstairs, and. The best bit is the fact when she sees him on dead on the thing, she doesn't scream, but she is about to drop the tray and then she holds it. Like it's this human instinct of oh, I can't shit. mess up the yeah. house. Oh shit. Like, yeah, it is that, that is the is best punchline to that. Yeah, exactly. That's what he does with this movie this all throughout yeah. that yeah. I absolutely love. Like he sets up these things that are so like classic and that we've seen a million times before and then yeah. he twists it. He does something just a little bit different. Yes. And it starts with that. I absolutely love that. <laughs> yes. This like, oh the oh shit. Like not the scream. Uh-huh. Like you look she's little she looks because it's supposed to be the scream and drop the tray, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is what we've seen in every single TV show, every single movie uh-huh. is what happens. She doesn't do that. And it's just this really good shit. Um, which feels more honest to be to like yeah. that feels it how does. you would actually <laughs> nobody would want to intentionally drop something and make a huge no, mess right and yeah, make a exactly. huge mess so yeah that's kind of the and then and again you do not meet benoit you meet marta she wakes up and they mm-hmm. say a week after harlan's funeral 
and she's she wasn't invited to no but everyone apparently wanted her to come but was out was outvoted mm-hmm. which is a, a, a recurring joke sure. as a, they don't know where her family's from and they all want apparently all wanted to come i to- know i didn't yeah. catch that i don't think the first couple times around because they they keep talking like oh sure yeah marta's totally like a part of the family yeah like her family's from paraguay or something and ecuador or yeah they keep changing she, the country they keep saying that one of them says that she's from she's from Uruguay and then yeah. I think it's Ransom that calls her um, Harlan's Brazilian nurse or something. Yes. So it's like So they don't really uh, know her at all. Yeah. No, there's another thing they do with it when because this movie, I mean in Glass Onion, it's he knows he's complained with time so he's just going to blatantly do play with time and what's going on and when things are happening but there's an order in which the story is told and the different points of view of what's someone's yes. lie and to versus what actually happened so when you're interviewing each member of the family which is the best way to introduce them and that's when you mm-hmm. realize oh everyone's come to play like everyone's yep. going to like i don't think there's a wrong i don't think there's a bung performance out of all of them especially the ones who are being interviewed like uh michael i mean this is a movie with michael shannon uh, uh, yeah, Pillard, another Jamie Lee Curtis, amazing cast. <laughs> These people come to play. These are not going to oh be people God. who are like, yeah. Um, but the way they kind of describe the night, the fact that each of them are surrounding Harlan when his birthday cake is being there, yep. and and they go, "Oh no, Marta was part of the family." And they drag her into the living room. She's standing by the fireplace. Yeah. there's and that really the nice fact, shot just... of Don Johnson. Yes, like, yeah, come, come on, on over, like waving her over, yeah. and find out what context that really it's happened to settle an on. argument oh like, uh, yeah like a political argument about immigration yeah let's get the immigrant uh, in here oh uh, yeah they're horrible um, fucking people yeah <laughs> they're horrible even like tony collette who i would be on the side of i'm like no you're the worst <laughs> this gwyneth paltrow wannabe thief. like thief <laughs> and you've been stealing money from your father-in-law for freaking years because mm-hmm. you know yeah i i it's like yeah it's skincare range but it's also promotes a lifestyle like she is so good <laughs> she's, she's the funniest one though. i love her yes. it's like what, what she calls him mr blank fly. at yeah. one point <laughs> yeah mr blank <laughs> he's like uh excuse me detective blank <laughs> yeah. <No>. whatever <laughs> okay the first time he speaks and says and talks in that amazing accent which oh my God. doesn't exist in real life but i don't care <laughs> i love it yes i should have chosen a full code leg on um uh thing to put in front but i didn't i apologize i did the i did bad now who's responsible i say who's responsible for this unwarranted attack on my person oh you got a fine boy here man Ooh, i ought to well let's see what you're making there boy Looks like Sony Pop. <laughs> Watch it, fans. That Kentucky Fried Foghorn Leghorn draw. I mean, it's Kentucky CSI. Um, yeah, I, I love the fact God, he doesn't exist from anywhere in the South, but he has this draw. And when he speaks, it's kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> Especially because you know what Daniel Craig sounds like. I know. <laughs> Not at all like him at all. But God, he's the the lines, the, the the dialogue in this movie, the lines that he's given specifically yeah. in that accent is just 
is fucking hilarious when they're talking about marta the way that marta uh pukes yes she lies and he refers to it as a regurgitative reaction to mistruthing <laughs> yes. like how do you not love that <laughs> i mean ryan johnson okay ryan johnson he's done like this murder mystery thing before with brick and he is known for his dialogue brick, i mean brick, brick is amazing brick is amazing that dialogue um again i cannot tell you what happens in brick i i, I don't no. know i which is on purpose like yeah, that's no he wrote that that's how you make a murder mystery <laughs> you make it so confusing that when the murder comes out you're just like going yeah sure no knew it all along absolutely knew what was going on um yeah totally no i have but no i saw no. that one totally blind like all i <laughs> me too i didn't I know, really know anything was. about it i didn't know um i didn't know what he was like trying to do with that like thank god hmm. i had the subtitles on when I was watching that I didn't. That was a mistake. You <laughs> I was so confused, but like loving it. I was like, why are they doing this like weird ass, like fifties, you know, like <laughs> detective and they, talk. And, and they're in high and school. And it kept going I, and they're in high school and it kept going. And it was like throughout the whole movie. And I was like, that is so weird, but so brilliant. I yeah. love it. Everyone's taking it super seriously when they should uh-huh. not be. It's, it's yeah. just it's so normal in the movie and it doesn't sound like it it should be at all i mean i so i knew that he was amazing with dialogue this is the kind of dialogue too like knives out that is just like my favorite where it's yeah it's me too. just real quick it's nothing like juvenile or anything just like that real quick like dry wit is my favorite thing and he's so good at that and in this. also each character has all the talk type of dialogue as well like you can recognize yes. a character by just by how they speak like i was watching it this time and i picked up because michael shannon's like the best in any movie y- you oh, watch yeah. um sure. but when he's like at the party and don johnson is telling the story um or no wait is it Marta? i can't remember which one but they're actually finding out that Walt was fired and he's he when mm-hmm. he goes dad you need to let me do this and his voice rises like a couple of pitches like you can t- like i don't know it's just that really cool thing that michael shannon could only do like but the dialogue is written in a way for that character so like jamie lee curtis's dialogue is very specific to the point uh-huh. and completely full of shit the way that uh, tony collette does that thing with her voice that sounds like a kardashian but she's speaking in that kind of um, but again the dialogue is written where you know that character same with uh-huh. um benet uh, blanc he's his his dialogue is written it's over wordy um so and to try and speak that with that accent i'm just like how <laughs> how <laughs> michael shannon has like one of the funniest moments to me though in the movie when at the will reading yeah it's revealed it's it's revealed that um harlan left everything to marta yeah and uh, michael shannon just going uh no (laughs) (laughs) it's just just like the funniest thing to me i just love jamie lee curtis turning around and then going you bitch you little bitch bitch. and then this is still our house and they all look at frank oz and frank oz just goes (laughs) And I leave the entirety of the house Ooh, of actually, No, yeah. and then they just, that's when they lose it. It's, it is so, oh my God, the shift between the patronizing, we will take care of you. You're a member of the family. Uh-huh. I voted to want you to have you at the funeral. I don't know why you weren't. To fully knowing that these people didn't want her at the funeral. To 
having them turn on her so quick after that will reading and then just yeah. to keep that poor man with his assistant sleeping <laughs> in the corner and he's just saying the same thing over and over again he's of sound you're mind useless and, body and he's like thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> can i go now <laughs> yeah it was um yeah, it a is... moment, little moments like that that I think I missed the first couple times around too. Oh, like, yeah, like I, I was always yeah, because it's a cliche to have the will rigging, but legally uh-huh. no one ever does it. And then even he sits down and goes, "I know this is pointless, but I've decided to bring you all together to sort of say, <laughs> yeah, I know there's no legal requirement for me being here, but and he's like going, I've made the biggest mistake of my life. I <laughs> should not have been involved with these people. <laughs> Can I leave, please? Just let me go home. Can I go home? Can I please? Go go home <laughs> just to explain the same thing over and over again they're just like googling different legal terms to see if they can like, get the money back it's... <laughs> okay what about the slayer rule yeah i just just google that i did i did just google that it's like wait did you just google that it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh turning i mean oh. everyone is brilliant in this movie and it is mm-hmm. kind of got one of my favorite casts and it even though i know glass onions cast is kind of epic and again, it's written to those characters. So you have Dave Batista, who seems like the nicest guy <laughs> playing the work. Okay, can we just talk about the minute in Glass Onion when um, he's going on this yeah. big male rants thing? He walks into the kitchen and his mother slaps him like two seconds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ma! <laughs> Edward Norton has mother. been a fave for a long time. He looked like he was having fun. It was like the the Benoit he Blanc effect. so good, yeah. Like when you realize how quickly he's an idiot and it's just... That actually took me... That was something like that when it was kind of revealed. That was one of like Blanc's thing that he says at the end. I was like, okay, I was starting to catch on to that too because some of the things that this guy was saying, like, I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> he, he never uses the right way. I noticed that the second time around. He's constantly <laughs> saying he's a Beatles fan, but this keeps playing like David Bowie things. Like... I think he even gets like, a, I don't know. He, if you watch it again, everything he says is wrong. Like, I think that it's on purpose. Like he's never, I had like a little corrected like anything the, he says. that first scene. I was like, I don't think that was the right word, but yeah. like, again, with the way with the writing is it kind of makes you forget about stuff like that. Like, yeah. He's really good at like dropping in like those little hints, like, yes. Throughout um, the movie. And this one too. Yeah, exactly. Like I didn't, yeah, there was so much, like I noticed like the whole Marta thing, when you actually find out what happened to Harlan took me completely Mm -hmm. by surprise. And that's maybe why I had to mull this over because it's a typical murder mystery, but the fact that you find out that Marta, okay. When you're watching the, when she's kind of remembering what happened, she can't lie. So she has to do this thing where she's kind of telling half truths. um, So she doesn't vomit in front of them. Yeah. And I love that because, yeah. Cause he like, uh, Benoit like flips the coin and it goes into like what really happened yes. that night when this really just like all going on in her mind like yeah because it, it cuts back to him like catching the coin so I was mm. like oh so that's what she was thinking of like mm. while he and, was again doing that the way this movie plays with time I absolutely adore mm-hmm. and that's one of the ways it does it and because you've already seen the party from multiple points yep. of view and it's all from the kids really throwing you off track yeah knowing exactly what happened to the guy so you think you've got it all figured out yeah it's one of the kids and then beginning yes and then you find out no you know that marta did it yeah yeah and then you find out instantly marta technically well non-technically i love how they get around that actually that's smart i'm just like Uh smart. but the fact that she mixed up the medication and gave him too much morphine and now he's going to 
die and christopher Plummer is kill himself to so, save her. Yeah, yeah to save her because yeah. he knows her mother is um uh and an, an undocumented immigrant and huh. the way christopher Plummer plays that whole thing is like oh i must write this down you're like because you have the the this this the antidote for this you you obviously and she's like ah about that no and just the way he kind of goes from oh this is fun and games to okay now i need to take the one person take care of the one person who mm-hmm. generally cares about me I that's need to why wait. that scene works so yeah. well yeah just because, the way he plays yeah, it is so good the way that he plays that out really establishes um their relationship and you know how he thinks of her compared to his actual family yeah the way and that it, he's more himself when he's around her like when they're playing go which is a game i've never even no she's like i'm not trying to beat you i'm trying to make a beautiful pattern like yeah <laughs> i don't understand that game no. i have to look it up um yeah i mean this is another movie where it was like okay i really liked the main guy and we get to see a lot of him in the flashbacks and stuff mm. but when you find out like he didn't actually have to die and everything that's like, heartbreaking yeah I, I, it's heartbreaking like because he's he's a really cool guy it's christopher Plummer, and he's great and christopher Plummer's is always uh, great <laughs> <laughs> and of course ryan johnson would make his character like a, a mystery writer you know that's absolutely mm. perfect for like the the whole vibe he's yeah. trying to create here like um like keith um stanfield even says like the guy practically lives in a clue board yes uh, which is just i love that line because you know that's ex- again that's exactly what he was trying to create with this movie and to like really call attention to it is like exactly what he we had a writing that he does you know yeah it's it kind of i love because the, the whole notion because you see the first the first very shot has the, the mug my house, <laughs> yeah. my rules, my coffee. And that is the last thing you end on. But it's depending on who is it going toward. Like, is it going toward um, Harlan? And now at the end, it's been held by Marta. Yeah. And because um, I do actually have a friend who actually thinks Marta planned this whole thing. Like, she absolutely, she says good on no. it. Like, but no, she actually goes, no, she killed him and she wanted the house. She likes the fact that she won. Like, it's not like saying she's an evil person. She's like, good on her and i was trying to watch it from that point of view and i can't why i can't can't see it i can't quite see it um but the whole point is is that she's the only good person in the whole movie (laughs) exactly um but there is a bit of steel like i love the moment when walt is kind of lurking in the hallway to try and talk to her Mm because she's just not answering phone because the whole family's going nuts it's like you have our resources after she's inherited everything after she's yeah. inherited and walt is just yeah like, when he's like in the hallway and he's stalking in the, in the hallway, hallway and, like, and he's threatening her mother and when she says down like yes you floor. if you yeah. we can have if we, we can help you we have the resources and then her comeback and notice when she says but i have harlan's resources i can take care of it my resources now yeah. my resources that's when she kind of like actually i could use this money for my family i can actually make my mother documented so she's not we're not having to hide her constantly. Um, she can maybe have a bit more independence outside of her, um, her two daughters maybe. Yeah, it's just because she's um, kind of thinking on what she can do and can't do. And it's it's kind of this amazing scene. And that's kind no, the first scene was when she's talking to Meg and Meg is trying to say, I think you should give the money back. Like, uh-huh. I'm your friend. You should trust me. But 
I've just realized that this is going to screw me over in a big bad way because my mother is the worst. Meg is full of shit. Meg is full of shit. Yeah. Like as soon as everything that she says is. Yeah. Which when when Marta first comes up to the house and like one of the cops like asks if she's the help or something. And Meg is like, my God, I can't believe you would say that. The help. Like she's not very good at hiding. As soon as the money, as soon as the money goes away. Money is involved. Yeah. Her principles go out the the window yeah exactly yep (laughs) she realizes her lifestyle is going to go away and that's kind of what all of them are worried about um because the only one who's jamie lee curtis is the maddest because i think it's on principle because she's well that when i say self-made her dad gave her a million dollars to start up which is which is a detail i love because she's like i'm a self-made woman no you're not your dad loaned you the money to start your business what are you talking about it's got that self-made thing and even when oh I can't remember who says it. Is it um, Don Johnson says, um, he, he quotes Hamilton, immigrants, we get the job done, but then Noah Sagan yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about because <laughs> he's trying to endure himself. To... Okay, Noah Sagan, I still think is the best part of Knives Out and he's the best part of Glass Onion. Uh, Wagner? Yeah, he's Wagner. He's the stormtrooper yeah. who's just like gets, oh. he shushes, he shushes um, like Philip uh, on stage. Exactly. No, 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 no. He's, he's talking, let him go. Like I'm watching my favorite yeah. movie and he's the best. That is that is like one of my favorite moments from this when Benoit is doing the whole thing at the end yes. that the detective does and like revealing the whole story, what happens. And um, the other guy, Elliot, like yeah. tries to ask him a question. He just goes, wait, wait, and he's got the biggest smile on his face because he's also like a fan of yeah. like a Harlan's mystery book. So he's yeah. like a big mystery man so this is him like living out his murder mystery movie like <laughs> dream come true yeah. that's a that's a beautiful little moment because i'd be the same way i'd be like wait wait, wait. no he's yeah, wait, doing, no. His thing. Hush. doing his thing <laughs> sure, sure. i'm watching real life like come on no and like he's my favorite part of glass onion because he's the guy in the background <laughs> yes yeah i love how um edward norton's planned this whole big extravagant weekend they're gonna have a murder mystery weekend it's only gonna be those people they're participating except for noah sagan who's living in the guest house <laughs> it's just like i won't you won't notice me you i won't keep, be here you keep wondering that the whole movie like what does he have to do with all of this yes nothing, absolutely nothing. nothing he's just it's living in his brilliant. guest house <laughs> he's it's just... brilliant <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it's like um I think when uh, uh, Janelle, Mon- uh, uh, Janelle Monet is running around and and she goes into the the room and he finds she finds Noah Sagan is like you want to I think he offers her a hit of marijuana like hey you want to hang out and she's like no what Ugh, who are you like <laughs> it's, what, are you uh, what is this what is this <laughs> oh crap someone saw me oh but wait you don't actually matter to this because you have no opinion on this whatsoever it's just you're going to be a little <laughs> bummed when you have to move out of the guest house at the end of the movie um but it is yeah he's absolutely fantastic and i love how ryan johnson uses him it's because i think mm-hmm. those two are friends that he can just like clock and you come a few days on the set and be a weirdo for you know a right. couple of days um but no even him and um uh elliot is so good when Elliot's talk about the week yeah but that's weak sauce and he goes yeah more weak sauce and he's like doing the whole Thing of pouring sauce onto something it is such a good line i just <laughs> this movie's so well written like yeah i know <laughs> it yeah but it does i love how it really i mean yes these movies both this and glass onion are not blunt about power structures and was i like to call rich people bullshit more this is yeah i mean all these people are wealthy only in name because well in the glass onion it's a little bit different but this one they're all really only wealthy by name because they're related to 
um, pollen. Um, and once that goes he's away, the talents. Yeah, of all he's of them, the, and, and he's the one that built his business from the ground up. He became a yeah. successful author. Everyone else is kind of writing on their coattails, and for them to kind of keep pretending, no, I work for I work for what I have, and it's like, no, you, you really none don't. of you do, none of you really <laughs> do. Um, it's Marta, uh-huh. and like the thing is, is that. Marta kind of did win him over over the family because he actually knew what a genuine affection person who actually cared about him was. When she says, yes, I was hired 15 hours a week, but then I needed more. And she goes, why were you needed? He goes, he just needed a friend. And the mm-hmm. fact that Frank Oz has to explain to them, ingratiating yourself to a person through good humor and hard work is not illegal. That is, in fact, how it's done. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> you guys were all assholes. She was nice. He gave her the money. Sauce. Yes. <laughs> And you can see, like, in um, supposedly dies from the morphine. Like, we're spoiling it anyway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she it's on Netflix. You can see wrong. it. Yeah, she, she did nothing give wrong. Him, she didn't give him the wrong medication. She's that, like, good, when he's talking, she's that good a nurse. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's having his whole little speech about you know, the way that he, I mean, and he admits, Harlan does, that he probably had something to do with the way that they, all grew up to be you know um actually like handing them stuff and not yeah. letting them uh do the same thing that he did like he mm. should have he shouldn't have you know just given them everything doing, that they needed he's he trying to have, do it too late like he's trying to yeah. get ransom to do um he's taking away ransom's kind of money and saying you need to do what i did and then but that's too late because ransom they're like, they're no. way too far gone by now yeah. all of them are yeah like he they've gotten like you said gotten too used to the lifestyle that he mm. created for them and he's you know realizing that you know his mistake with all of that like he should have made them work for what they have yes and he's very much regretful uh, about that and that's why he like cuts them all off mm. at the end yeah because um, i don't think uh, Mater encourages it but i think it's because of her he does that because if he had never met her and never had the friendship that he did with her then he would have never thought, oh, actually, I may have made a huge mistake looking at a normal person mm-hmm. like Marta and then looking at my family. Exactly. So when Franco says ingratiating your, themselves to through good work and uh, hard work and good humor, that's what she did. Like, change because she was, as, as I think Benoit says this a couple of times, you never played their game, you just played your own. Yep. And then she ends up on the thing with my house, my rules, my coffee, and <laughs> looking up at her going, Ah crap. <laughs> but like, yes. she could always she could always beat him at go. Yes. And she beat him more than Ransom did, which kind of ties into how she's able to beat Ransom. Yes. Um, at the yeah, end exactly. The final scene when she tricks him. Yes. Yep. I love that Chris Evans covered in vomit Chris is Evans. actually quite a satisfying sight. I don't know why. Uh-huh. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> Seeing that perfect face just like gooped up. I'm like, yeah, that's this is how do you not wipe your face i know he just leaves someone (laughs) he just stands there with she because she puked right in his face yeah there's (laughs) like bits of yeah it's chunky there's bits of like you can see bits of like pee and carrot in there like it's disgusting (laughs) he didn't yeah yeah but i love that he was like because i think it took me a little i think it took me like a year or something before i finally saw this movie Mm. so i i heard all about chris evans on the freaking sweater which people it, like cling on to the weirdest things in movies. I don't, I don't it's know a cozy movie. Like, I mean, it's got good it's sweater a cozy game movie throughout. Sweater. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't and, know. But, <laughs> so I heard all about that. Yeah. Chris Evans watched, I actually watched the movie. He doesn't show up until really. He doesn't really come into the movie until like an hour in. No. He's weird. The pe- they talk about him a little bit, but he doesn't actually. They show talk up about him, and I think he's seen a little bit in some of the like flashbacks when yeah. they're saying what happened that night of the, his birthday party. It's always from the uh, back Harlan's again. Birthday party. Like, it's like yeah. when you first meet Benoit, when you only see his leg and silhouette, you only see Chris Evans yep. from the back. Like you never actually. He doesn't come full, fully forced until the yeah. funeral when he starts insulting uh, the will reading when he knows what's he about is to happen. So good, and like the way that he, I love when like people are really good at playing smug because sometimes because when people are like really good at it it's kind of satisfying i don't know yeah it's so it's really annoying i hate people like that but <laughs> just when you see someone that's really good at it like i, I kind of like it like the, then that Him, scene is he's so funny the grin on his face that's a different scene but that's a good <laughs> when he's sitting there grinning once everyone's realizing uh-huh. what's happening and he's just and he gets up and but that look of just like he's he's eating these cookie things and he just uh-huh. is eating and he's just smirking his ass off going oh you just spent 10 minutes like busting my ass because i'm not getting any money now you're not getting any yep. money and i am in i'm I'm enjoying this, but he's also probably, yeah, he's just as, he's probably got the brains from Harlan where he knows, okay, well now I need to ingratiate myself with Marta because right now she has the money. So I need to half blackmail her and and also team up with her that she feels well, safe. Well, he knew. And I will also well blackmailing he her. He knew that the night that he, like even before yeah. he died. Yeah. Um, but he already, he, he already that, had that plan in the that, back pocket. Yeah. That he, yeah, this is what he, he knew that he had to set her up. Yeah. So he is actually pretty smart. Yeah. It's just, she's smarter. It and yeah. And it is, but I love that scene when um, they're in the um, diner, she's eating it and goes, well, okay, so what exactly happened? Tell me. I now. know. And I know you have a <laughs> belly full of eggs and uh, beans. You and can't sausage. lie without puking. Yeah. So, and he puts the bowl in front of her to go, yeah, see how you go. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I admit, I felt lines, the, I, I did fall into the sweat at love. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's just because well, Chris Evans is just a very handsome man. It's, I don't know. It's a sweater. It is a sweater. But this whole movie is like cozy sweater movie. Like, everyone's wearing that amazing is. sweaters. Like, there's some amazing sweater game going on in this movie. That's what these, like, giant mansion type of movies always feel like. It's like, oh, I always want to, when I watch one of these, like, I always want to have, like, I don't drink tea, but I want to have some hot tea and a sweater by a fireplace. Yes. I don't have any of those things, but that's, like, the feeling that you get from... It'd be very, it's very drafty like in those houses. So you, you all constantly it need a be. tea and a sweater and buy a fire. That's what you need to... Even when Ben Mar blanks, I um, suspect murder. He's sitting by a goddamn fireplace. It's just too <laughs> perfect a lot of the time. Okay. And I, I absolutely love that there is no explanation or no one ever mentions just what the hell is that knives display No, in the house. I love that there is like, it's like so prominent in so many shots, but like nobody explains. I mean, I think there was like Harlan, one of Harlan's books titles was like a thousand knives or something. I think, yeah. Um, Noah Sagan so it might have something, something like to do that, with yeah. that. 
and it might be just like his cool way of displaying his collection of knives but i mean the the fact that the title of the movie is knives out and everything but i love that like no one ever is like so what is with this weird ass display like all the knives like pointing towards this one center like just because it looks cool on camera to have yeah. someone sitting there with their head like you know right in the centerpiece talking about donut hole no it's um no it is this really great it's a donut hole <laughs> the hole in the center of the donut hole it's another donut hole <laughs> It it's oh my god that's a some people what was heard by the Nazi child masturbating in the bathroom <laughs> what are you masturbating to dear <laughs> it's just the amount of ways they call him a Nazi is brilliant I know it's just because <laughs> even it's the other racist right old dipshit it, yeah snowflake and all they can call him is a snowflake and it's just like oh my god uh-huh. you are just not qualified for this kid um it is but yeah everyone that comes to play but there's this amazing thing where they never explain harlan's kind of penchant for having knickknacks from his own books i don't know if it was an ego thing i think or it was just yeah it looked cool to have all the kind of the knickknacks yeah, in the know. house to make it look like a, a clue board um i was actually watching hot wings i can't remember who it was but when he was getting up to the stage <laughs> where he's like almost dying he goes i can feel the flames on the side of my face and i'm like he did the thing <laughs> it's from clue it's from clue <laughs> just like yes i like i swear you. I know this um, house had the little trick window thing. Yes, I love in, that trick window so much. In that one hallway, I love yeah. that trick window. It, I mean, this house really needed a secret passage if it didn't have one. I'm just I saying. know. Like, yeah, this, uh, that, that house really did need a secret passage of someone sneaking in and out, but they didn't quite. Um, although, like, I if like that was my house, like, it would absolutely have a no, secret passage. Everyone needs, like, a secret passage where you lift the candle, put the candle back in, and the, yep. the secret passage spins around. Um, no, I love when my Chris Evans like, how do, dare do I give this woman our ancestral house? What do you mean? He bought this from a Pakistan guy in the 1980s. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Again. Like turning everything on its head just a little yeah. bit than what you would expect from like the Yeah, story. it kind of yeah, it's kinda of like Harlan was also full of shit, but then toward the end of his life he realized uh-huh. how full of shit he was and realized he'd impart <laughs> that onto his kids and his grandkids, and now he's just like going, I have made yep. a terrible mistake. Because Marta brings out the good the- in him. I yeah. yes, I love Anna de Armas's performance and Yes. I she's like so natural she's and so, yes. real and sweet. I think yeah. there's a thing where people try to make her the sex kitten because she is that a lot of her movies. But I don't think, even though she is one of the most beautiful people on the planet at the moment, yeah, I don't think she suits that. I think she suits when she's playing Marta, um, and mm-hmm. she's playing. Um, you've seen the latest James Bond movie, No Time to Die. She pops yeah. up in that for a cameo. She was and it's a, the she's other, adorable. Uh, like she's absolutely adorable. Her and her and Craig have great chemistry because and I forgot like oh yeah because they were knives out together. Oh okay <laughs> yeah. yeah. She um wasn't she in the other um Adrian Lynn movie the yes, newest one yes I haven't seen what that was yet. that called uh, Deep Water I I didn't I didn't like it but she was good in it. yeah I mean she's good in Marilyn but once you realize you're watching two and a half nearly three hours of Marilyn and Monroe and being sexually assaulted for three for that long you're like oh I don't think I can do this movie um because yeah, she's playing sweet Marilyn and I'm like mm, no I'm sorry I realize what you're doing with this movie but I I can't this is but it's too ugly it's too ugly <laughs> and no and I yeah, know that was the reality here... I know that, that was the reality of it but I'm like why are you doing that to Anna Dahmer? Stop it. <laughs> Why are you doing that to Marilyn yeah. Monroe? Stop it. Here, she's just 
in her cute little again with the sweaters and her cute little sweaters and like white tennis shoes and the braids and just like being herself. like yeah she's amazing she's like instantly lovable and you know you always kind of um side with when you when you see like the the rich you know family that are Mm. you know evil and treat her wrong and then you kind of get into i love the scene with um with her mom and her sister at the beginning when like her mom is like you know yelling at her sister because she's watching some show that's like talking about murder and it's like yes now be sensitive your sister's you know just got a good friend pass away but then there's like a really sweet moment when the sister like gives her a little hug yes i'm sorry sweetie that feels such i mean for all the artificial dialogue that ryan johnson will put into his movies like a lot of the people are very real, but at the same time, they feel very manufactured, especially more in Glass Onion, because those are all heightened yeah. people. But when you get the moment in the kitchen in the fight, she's like, look, it's, and she's getting angry because, <laughs> which is understandable. I mean, when you're family, you're more likely to yell at your own family very quickly because they're your family. Um, but then she'll give um, Marta a hug, say, oh, look, yeah, I know, I'm sorry, you're going through a thing, this sucks, which is complete mm-hmm. contrast um, to the other one which is they will drop, they will kick each other under the bus as soon as they can. Yeah. As soon as those interviews exactly. start, oh no, something was happening with Walt. Oh no, Joni has no money. Um, Oh, Linda's, well, mm-hmm. Linda's Linda. Um, everyone's, I think, see, everyone's secretly terrified of Linda. Like even, well, her husband definitely Oh, why wouldn't is. he be? Oh my God. It's like, yes. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is a powerhouse. <laughs> oh my God. Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I, mm. I think this is what she's winning. She's been nominated for more than, even though I do very much enjoy everything everywhere all at once. I think it's her performance. Yes. And out. They're like, we need to give her the Oscar for that. That That is why she's getting nominated. We have seen, we understand that you are Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, very long time for her to get an Oscar nom, by the way. But um, I love when, um, when uh, Tony Collette's journey goes, wait, I've heard of you. I saw a tweet with the headline of a New Yorker about I know. you. And then Linda goes, oh, no, wait, Linda I did. Says, I actually facts. read the, the article. I, in yeah. fact, did read the article. Like, she knows Joni is sort of, like, she's something. She knows that Joni said the tweet. She's like, I, in fact, did read that article. You sound yeah. delightful. And that's such a sarcastic, sarcastic way of, like, uh-huh. I do not have time for your bullshit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Linda might be... She, uh, if Harlan had to leave his empire to somebody other he than Linda, Linda, Linda would have like been amazing. Cause I, I think she was expecting that. I think she was expecting yeah. to get the bulk of it and then having to distribute through the rest of the family where she could hold power over them. And what happened was it's that it got to Martin. That's when why Jamie Lee Curtis is the first. I'm like, well, no, I mean, you get this. No. from Michael Shannon. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just, no, no, no. <laughs> no, Jamie Lee Curtis, who turns around and goes, you little bitch. Like, uh-huh. that's when she's realized, oh, this was meant to be mine and now you have it. But no, Michael Shannon's no is the best. <laughs> it's like, no. I love that line I'm, reading. I'm so, this is so, he's so confused. No. <laughs> A bunch of just like little stuff that I thought was really, really like, uh, one of my notes here is when um, they're going through like what Harlan's um, plan for her was uh, for Marta that night um, to uh, make sure that people saw her leave that so that she couldn't be implicated in his death at all. And like just him explaining it um, to her, like in voiceover while she's doing it, like, okay, you have to like, you know, you know, climb down and like, or drive away and turn on the road before the carved elephant. Mm. 
Mm, yes. And then she, and then when she gets there, she can't remember if it was before or after. So then like here in the dialogue is it's like, wait, did he say before or after you hear after the carved elephant? And it says like before or after. And you'll be and after then, for and, the, and then the elephant. memory changes. Like she he Yeah. Like, yeah. He says something like be after for the, be after the for. carved it elephant. Is... Just to, just to that's such a, a good way of like um you know, showing like the, the confusion and the way things can get mixed up in your mind and stuff like that. I don't know. To like, be fair, it's a complicated a little thing plan like she that. has to execute right before. Right. She's have to scale up the house. She has to like dress I know. it. Yeah. It is. Um, I just, just kind of like the way that that was written. You know, just yeah. like a little, little something little like that. It's like okay, that's that's a good way. Like with just one word to uh, exactly just to confuse to show them. like the confusion. Can, so can the happen. card does yeah. show her turning off the thing, and of course, M Emmett it, Walsh. This is how you know that Ryan Johnson's a film fan. M Emmett Walsh is one hundred and three, and he he's in this movie being adorable and he's like yes when i was around you'd walk around with a 45 and you know and like a torch thing all right and like so that's how you took care of security now you have this all this fantangled technology and it's just a whole bunch of vcrs <laughs> that are like 40 years old <laughs> i know and yeah it's it's the it's the goddamn best and even noah sagan goes looks like a japanese horror movie i'm like i love you noah sagan <laughs> just keep being in ryan johnson's movies <laughs> i know <laughs> Just all the little things that he like knowingly drops like uh the one time that marta comes home and her mom yeah. is watching murder she wrote yes like come on <laughs> yeah and then it zooms in on the blood on her shoe and that's of course is what is bring back and he goes how did and when she's how asking did better, he see that it's I so don't know tiny. he does that well no <laughs> when he does it in glass onion he's showing off because he instantly doesn't like edward norton so he's just like uh-huh uh, when he ruins the murder mystery, like, that was a great, that was a great moment. I love and you just thing. see Edward Norton being just getting like, why are you here? Um, <laughs> it is, <laughs> it is absolutely, it's just, it's, it's kind of incredible, but it is, he's doing, yeah, but because I just love the moments when Benet is kind of acting like an idiot. So through most of the movie, you're not Benoit. entirely sure. Benoit. Why do I keep going Benny? Benoit. <laughs> Benny Blanc, Benoit Blanc, you don't actually. Well, that's what Elliot calls him, Benny. Yeah. Benny, yes. Um, you don't, there's this kind of amazing thing where throughout the movie, you're not entirely sure how smart he is, especially when he's in the wedding in the car for um and He's Armas. got the same thing that Nick has. Yes, yeah. He, like, he's got the jovial thing going on where he he's can just play singing in like... the car and he sees the ambulance and he's like, oh, hell, oh, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well he's got that thing where he can um play dumb charm anybody around him yeah. and and still play dumb but be like 10 steps ahead of everybody all the time yeah yeah he's, yeah you're right he does that thing but he, he you just but with nick you kind of know that he's being smarter because you can see nick watching people uh-huh. with benoit um you get the sense i'm like first time i watched it, i'm like okay does he actually know what's happening because he's talking about donuts an awful lot and then you realize when he's kind of <laughs> oh, that's good yeah, so good, so good line. Um, I think Brian Johnson <laughs> knew that was going to be the line that everyone was going to get a grab a hold of. Um, that it's, that is, um, but when he does his final kind of thing, he's like, okay, this is what happened. I purport this. I think this is what happened. And he's just waiting for Chris Evans' um, reaction. And it's and Armas who actually goes, well, actually, um, Edie is still alive. And that's when Chris says, in for a penny, in for a pound, and tries to stab it with a fake knife. And he's like, when when he's like testing it on her chest, and after he thinks he stabbed her, he's like, uh-huh. ah, whoops. <laughs> he's realized I'm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 
it's, it's i like yeah. the little relationship between blanc and marta too because yeah. you know we find out at the end that he suspected her like right from the beginning and that's mm. why he kept her really close them mm. but he also knew that there was probably like that she didn't have that kind of she he knew that she was a good person she didn't have the kind of meanness she can't in her lie. heart and yeah, to actually not... do anything maliciously so he knew that something else was up but that she was involved at some point and and it, there's another connection to the thin man because at one point he calls her uh watson yes uh one point which is what nick and dustin nora too yes calls her you'll watson. be my watson i do love yeah. that she's like sees her footprints so she like is walking around and then the dogs come running uh -huh. in and they're just like and this crime scene's wrong uh. <laughs> um <laughs> she's no, smart too because she knows that she's got to cover up her, her footprint exactly like i do love how i mean yeah that where there's a thin thin man you're struggling to kind of figure out okay who did what what's going on or that kind of thing. With this one, Ryan Johnson lays it up very easily for you because he wants you to go, oh, I know what this movie is. Okay. And then for have the twist uh -huh. go back on itself um, when you find out, oh, it was actually Chris Reveal Ed. the killer at the beginning and then... Reveal the actual killer at the end. Oh. And it is... So you have to be able to go through the plot piece by piece because mm -hmm. as we said with Brick, he knows how to do a mystery where you don't know what's happening at all. Yeah. Um. So he he knows how to do that. So this one and also with Glass Onion, that one's not so much a murder mystery, but it's sort of more of a um. Well, it kind of is. No, it 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 is does does turn that into that eventually, but it is mm -hmm. he's doing something else completely different where he's more talking about these big personalities trying to solve who don't actually want to do this. Like, I love the fact that they all hate each other yet. They all have to be friends uh -huh. with one another because <laughs> they're all kind of tired. They're all so different. They're yeah. all so different. And it's this, this one act they decided to do to get, they, they did together. That's kind of tied them together and they hate it. Like they can't, well, except for Kate Hudson. I think she's, kind of fine she with everything. <laughs> yeah. but she's just like constantly from Jessica Hardwick. Can I have my, my hand wet? Can I have my phone? No. Well, you have a secret phone and I have it back. No. <laughs> Please don't tell She's me. afraid that I'm going to tweet something. <laughs> tweet you did. I was calling it cheap. You called it Jewy. <laughs> it's just like, oh, no. Best I thought that was just a word for cheap. Cheap. It's like, Jewy? <laughs> oh, my favorite line. Please tell me you didn't think a sweatshop was a place where they made sweatpants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know that is you my know, one, that's my favorite line it's Jessica my, is great <laughs> Jessica Henwick is great in Glass Onion I think she's a little I bit underside yeah my brother-in-law his um because he asked me if I had seen Glass Onion I was like yeah it's great and he was like but he does the thing there twins really and I was like no like did you see didn't you see nice that like that's exactly what Ron that's Johnson what he does doing like he's that's what he does he plays on those classic tropes like of course he's gonna have twins yes you know that is a classic <laughs> that's just classic murder trope like i've heard a few people com complain about that i didn't like it the whole thing with no, the twins like, no I'm like that's yeah, exactly but... what he's that's the whole point of that's the whole twins, point that he's that he's playing with all those classic tropes and just like messing with them tweaking them yeah. just a little bit like he does in knives out yes yeah. i mean you go back it plays i mean he likes to play with time and he likes to play with certain tropes uh -huh. so yes you have seen all of this before but have you had 
the main guy be such an idiot no <laughs> so it's such a blatant idiot i will say that he thinks he's smarter than everyone else no it's just because you uh-huh. have more money than everyone else that is a big difference um but it is like my favorite joke from actually no my second favorite joke from glass island is when they're going up to the glass onion is when they're going up to the island and the um i think it's uh leslie um asked the guy oh what's that what's that called and he sort of says piece of shit but he says it in such a greek accent that he thinks that's what the island's called (laughs) (laughs) no it was a piece of shit (laughs) that bridge was a piece of shit so no one can come like the the dock yeah the dock that's the dock he goes what is it called he goes a piece of shit and he thinks that he does it in a greek accent that i can't remember what it's called but then he goes no it was actually a piece of shit Plus onion is is great. It is it's it's yeah, fun, one. but I do love yeah, just because it feels like more of a classic movie. It mm-hmm. really does feel like a classic. Everything's fitting into place. I think the performances are a little bit more subtle. Like I think Chris Evans is doing he's he's being big, he's being broad, but I think he's doing it like I love the scene on the diner when he's trying to when he's pretending to be on Marta's side. Um mm-hmm. like, oh no, I'm gonna help you do this. I want my cut of the money. But I'm going to help you because fuck my family, but he's kind of just working it out on the fly going, Oh, so she's still going to get the money. I could probably happy to get away with this and yet still get what I wanted out of it from the first place, which is what I was trying to do by pinning her to the death. So the slave rule would kick in, which he probably just Googled yeah. as well. I did right? Google that. Um, <laughs> I did just Google that. God, Tony Glitt is so good. Then there was Fran with the whole, toxicology yes and the fact that she kept her weed stash in the clock because who Uh would look at a clock (laughs) but he thought that it would really reveal that she was involved when actually it would reveal that she wasn't because he doesn't know how to read a toxicology neither one of them knows how to read toxicology no yeah it's actually except for marta because she's a nurse so she probably would have some idea of what friend didn't know either friend didn't know either she had no idea so that's kind of what i love about it is these people who don't actually know what they're doing trying to blackmail each other right and the one person who <laughs> Fran was a good it, one though Fran was good i like fran i like her performance i, like I love the fran. fact that she watches lifetime um murder mysteries and they keep bringing up that <laughs> same one. Sure. and that no and then yeah and noah sagan <laughs> knows exactly which one they're talking about um i love that <laughs> oh when they when she, she finds her body and like the spider is on, oh, on her eye so cool can we yeah. can we not do that can we not have spiders on people's faces I it's don't such a good horror moment that. Ah. yeah no fault for you then (laughs) (laughs) no i mean yeah it's just you did this oh Oh, my god because you made the the help kill you hugh yes you're an asshole yes because he does it the same don't call me hugh the help call me hugh and then you find out no because he makes the help call him hugh Mm because he's a dick like it is because you're an asshole yeah (laughs) the way she delivers that line is perfect Yeah, you did me, did this. Um, Because I actually thought she was saying you um, when I first saw it. And when I go back, I now I can hear the hue. Like it's mm-hmm. um, it's really subtly done. He's Ryan Johnson is really good at knowing what you think yes, you're going to hear yes. in a certain context, yep. and you just change it slightly. You hear something different. Um, he is a and the same student, thing in Glass Onion. Yeah, does the exact same thing in Glass Onion. Um, with the switching of the the glasses when yeah. Um, yeah because he does it like i you don't notice Mm -hmm. it like until they they tell you to look at it you're like oh yeah that's exactly what he did that's the same shot i could have went back and watched it and no that's you can see it's not in the shot in the original shot yeah it's and he does the same thing where it's like 
he does it like just enough to where you might suspect it at first, but then he immediately will be like, no, 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 that's not what you saw. No. And so you forget about it for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And that that's so good because I remember having that when I first watched that scene, I was like, that little handoff looked not right. No, it and, doesn't. And then he like, and then you forget. And then, he sh- then he shows it again. Like, no, this is what you actually saw. So you're like, oh, okay. So I must've, I must've admit miss yeah. scene you know what that no was. you didn't because my was... my dad said the same thing because i was watching glass onion with him and he was like hey did you see that he gave him his glass something Cause, something's cause, not right there because he's because he's because um dave batista does not does not uh, fuck with pineapple <laughs> no he does not <laughs> so that's that's nice uh i just i love this is why like murder mysteries and like this kind of stuff that like plays with your perceptions and and time and um, different perspectives from different characters. That's why I love these like murder mystery stories because I love the way it just all, it's just so satisfying the way it all just comes together at the end. Uh, I will never get tired of (laughs) movies like Knives Out or Glass Onion or Murder by Death or Clue or anything like that, you know? I, want I to see all of them. I will watch anything BBC puts out that's murder related. I will watch. Uh-huh. I when I get really jonesing, I will watch a CSI. Like I fully law and order. I fully admit yep. I am not precious. Um, but yeah, I will never get tired of it either. I grew up on Agatha Christie. I watched the Chasse Perot as a kid. I read Agatha Christie. I read Michael. I read all the sort of the, the crime reading murder mysteries was my childhood uh-huh. so to have ryan johnson kind of bring that back in a big bad way and for everyone to kind of get behind it um is, is so incredible and it i did hear someone say um glass onion was a mid mall movie i'm like yeah because it's meant to be that's what it is it's a mall movie you go what? to the a mall movie go to the shopping mall, mall movie. to see a movie and that's what glass onion and knives out are but that's what makes that's why i love them so much is because yeah you go to the mall to see these movies and Ryan Johnson finally made one with amazing cast. And, and I'm like going, yeah, this is, this yeah. is what I want. Yeah. This is exactly what I want. You can yeah. make, you can make a 20 more knives out and I will love all of them. Yes. I guarantee it. I do kind of wish <laughs> that know? um Anna Armas would be his Watson in the few more movies, but you know, <gasps> Vegas can't be choosers. Just, That'd be cool. Yeah. He needs but, a partner, oh, well. right? It, it kind of does. I mean, the whole thing is they pick up partners along the way for different crimes, but um, <laughs> sure. But you know, it would have been nice to have an Anna de Armas just like carrying his bags, like and getting annoyed at him. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's below I number three because I want Hugh Grant to be there for the whole entire movie. Oh he's my god! The one, you know he's the one carrying the bags. <laughs> 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 or the one that just like keeps calling and asking when he's going to be home. Yes. What are you doing? Are you doing this? No. <laughs> like, I love the line. Are you in the bath? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> fully in the. Oh my God. Him in the. Yeah. As soon as I saw that image of um he, uh, Daniel Craig in the bath with the freaking fez on his head, I'm like, that's going to be a uh, No. It was. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's what I want my life to be. Yes. I just want to like be in the bathtub all the time. Yes, I love the and fact that playing. this is this is what the look in did to him. The he's in the bath trying to play mystery <laughs> games and he hates it. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I could go for all these movies. I mean, Daniel Craig looks like he's having fun playing Benoit mm-hmm. Blanc. Oh God, um, he's so like much fun living for this character. Yeah, yeah, and everyone else tends to have fun because of that. Um, 
And I think everyone was excited for Glass Onion because they're like, oh my God, we get to hear him do that accent. <laughs> they were not disappointed. Because <laughs> I think not he's just no, because I think he does have to stay in that accent. So I'm like, that I could go out for dinner with him as doing that accent. <laughs> I just want to like hear him tell me just any kind of story. Read the phone book, read a cookbook mm. to me, just in that accent. Yeah. I don't care that it does not exist it. in real life. I do not care. Uh, I just love it so much. I care. It's like his accent and <laughs> so um, good at it. And um lucky like Logan Lucky. I, I do not care that accent does not exist. He is I don't remember. Oh, I've seen that, but I don't remember what that was. He has what such he an doing. outlandish. Yeah, he is a, he's a prison guy who breaks out for a heist, and he has an outlandish southern accent. Maybe I didn't see no that. No peeking. Okay. He has, and he has I a didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah, it was, yeah it's fine. Okay. And again, it was like when you watch him play Bond, and he looks so serious, and then he's like being uh -huh. a berserk southern prisoner. You're like, oh, he's having fun. And then you watch this, and you're like, oh, he's having so much fun. This is the Daniel Craig I want to spend more time with. Like, yeah. just... Daniel Craig having fun. I don't like to see Daniel Craig not having fun. <laughs> Speaking I mean, of which, he's married that... to Rachel Weiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like two insanely good looking people. That 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 is oh, not that's fair. A, that's not fair at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous of both of them. What can I say? Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just just another great Benoit Blanc is an absolutely perfect you know character with all of his little quirks to go into that canon of yeah. classic movie you know story detectives and i think that's exactly what ryan johnson was trying to do with the the, the whole movie of knives out and with the character and he like a thousand percent succeeded at creating i think exactly what he was going for yeah and that's what i love to see i love to see like a vision because like you can tell with this movie you can tell like what movies influenced it and everything oh, yeah. and just to see it like be so successfully created i don't know it's just it's really cool especially when you're a big fan of this type of genre and stuff and seeing a movie that really celebrates all of that in the most like loving and just joyous way is and that's why i love this movie so much was, this was like an instant favorite no it's just it's everything i love about movies all in it, one pretty much it really is i mean it's happy to be there it's having fun you know what the influences are they're not pretending mm -hmm. that they're inventing the wheel ryan johnson wants yeah. to make a murder mystery and he did and he's not shying away from what's influencing it he's like telling you pretty yeah. much like what's influencing exactly <laughs> from the first moment he's showing he's telling you yeah. you know what kind of movie this is going to be um yep. and he does it and he pulls it off and that's what i wanted from the movie yes it took me a minute to mull over it just because i was like huh that was what i thought it was but not <laughs> in the order i thought it would be in and it just took yep. me a minute to go oh no wait i love every single one of these performances i mean it's such a great cast when you read the cast that was going to be in this movie i was yeah i was like going yes yes please just like that <laughs> those group of people same with glass onion i'm like the, that group of people in one room i love dave batista like he tends to steal every movie he's in and he proceeds to do that with glass onion so oh he absolutely does <laughs> oh my god him with the freaking that shotgun and the freaking skip in the um budget in the, smugglers pool. in the pool oh my god <laughs> <laughs> benoit blanc and that kind of like stripe thing like he's like ah! in the 1930s is just i know that little swimming like outfit yeah glass it's beautiful I mean, such a fashion movie that you're just like going, yes <laughs> and just 
Kate Hudson flouncing around being fabulous. Oh, everything she looks is like fabulous. Uh, yeah. Giant yes. hats and like. I did not. Yes, at the time, uh, I did not know uh, what a blood diamond was <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> God. That was a good one. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, um, anything else you want to say before we um, finish up? Uh, nice ad is perfect. It I is. Love it. <laughs> it is. It's a great movie. Both these movies yep. are great. Um, yeah, the, both these movies t- took the family drama and just made them perfection. And I could just hang out with um, Nick and Nora and also um, Benoit, not Benny, though he does get called <laughs> Benny in, in the movie. Um, Benoit in in this in this yeah. and yeah, thank you so much for coming on to talk about them because I yeah I Absolutely. love this I love this type of movie. This movie makes me giddy. Like mm-hmm. I just they're just so much fun to to watch and and talk about um and it, yeah so please before we go please tell people where they can find your good work um well not really anywhere you can occasionally find me on instagram now at uh, michelle agan yes i please do or, and follow yeah. the show yeah at movie life pod on twitter and on instagram yes which is a very good pod it's my friday day afternoon when i need it um Aww. and it's absolutely perfect and yeah it, um i guess i'm still on twitter um even though twitter's you can't see anything on there Dead. anymore um <laughs> uh schlocken all one but also instagram schlocken all one and also reading geek on twitter um and yeah we will be back back that we will be back what? next week with another double feature i think if i can get that sentence out <laughs> <laughs> something along the lines of that um, but thank you so much, Michelle. This has been absolutely great. Absolutely. Yeah. And can't wait to do it again. And yeah. Anytime. All right. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.